Training. And this is Randy's number one Andy, a songwriter full of comedy. Got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hola. He's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, keep the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Pop Pop, Petey Romain, top of the list, JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips, might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice pretty young bitch, you have an opinion, let's hear it do it proper, the world may suck, but I like it, I want you, Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names, now let's come together, there's nothing else to say, let's start the show, Randolph hit him with the, hey! Back, we're here for free. Hey, Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein, and that's it. No third. Two out of the three guys on. No puppets. Uh, freeloader people. You y'all didn't hear it on a uh, Monday. It's just the two of us. Yeah. I was gone. We took a week off. We're back with you. We had a third lined up. There's a whole thing. Whole thing. Couldn't make it. That that third is someone who knows some tales. There's some tales yeah. told about that third. Yeah. And yeah. uh, it was very jarring when we found out. Yeah, yeah, very jarring that that person wasn't going to be here. Very jarring, and it was kind of last minute, and so we couldn't ask someone else to just drop everything and come over. I guess we could have. We could have, but I, I was like, I don't yeah. want to wait anymore. Yeah, and I'm then just, that person gets here. And, let's just go. Hold on, I'm, I'm on my way, and then they, yeah. you know, they, I gotta take a shower first. Right, right. Our sock puppets don't really shower, so right. well, as far as we know. Yeah, so they're gonna get ready and. So no, only no no sock puppet, which is the rare two. We've done this before. We have done it before. The rare two guys on where we can carry it, and we can um, we can maybe we'll if, if you, we need to, we will get you through. Well, we'll call a th- we'll call we a can, puppet. We can call somebody off the bench. We can bring a save up. <laughs> Phone a friend to discuss some things. Um, we can just <laughs> yeah. play play these things. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and see what happens. I got to run a five k tomorrow. Five k. What is that for? Like a like an event. Ace Ava's, um, uh, she's in this thing called Girls on a Run. I think I've talked about it before. Oh, she okay. said, let's get fat kids to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kids don't be fat. Make Excuse it seem me. like it's let's, fun. Let's get kids to work out yeah. and make it fun for them. So it's Girls on the Run. So the culmination is this 5K. So, and she's running too then? Yeah, we're all running. So you got to run with her. You can't like, you can't dust her. You can't leave her in the dust. Well, here's the thing. I've been thinking about. I was like, I want to try and win my age group, <laughs> and I haven't really been training <laughs> right. for uh, <laughs> for any type of run. How many miles run. is that? Like three, four it's miles. Three point two. Okay. <laughs> it's three point two miles. Okay. I was like, so I want to see if I could, if I could, <laughs> what I could do. But she's gonna make me run with her. Uh, the reason why I know that is because there's another little girl in the group. Apparently she she leaves the te- she outruns the teachers. This little girl in the group. Oh, so she's like a beast. So one of the one of the women who run this reached out to the queen and was like, "Hey, could could Randolph run with this girl? <laughs> Maybe she could uh, run ahead and they can run together." And 
And the queen was like, sure, yeah, you can do that. And I said, you might want to ask Ava yeah, yeah. if she wants me to run with this girl and run with her. Yeah. Immediately, like, no, my daddy's running with me. I right. Like, right. I don't know why y'all thought that she would. Yeah. <laughs> why did you? Okay. You know, so I was like, she... sure, I'm not, no, no, no 10-year-old girl's running me into the ground. That's not happening. I was like, yeah, I'll run with her. <laughs> so then she has her own, she's not trying to win her age group. She's not like competitive. No, she about just that. runs faster than everybody in the in the thing. Okay, so she's probably just in better shape. Yeah, some people <laughs> you know, just have it. Well, yeah. yeah, she's she's better genetics at that age. Just better genetics. Yeah, you know. So I was like, well, yeah, I'll run with her. Well, then you wouldn't want to be like but if you, you were, might want to ask our daughter if she thinks that's okay. <laughs> but you don't. You also you don't want to run with that other girl and she beats you too. Like she's yeah. You're well, all I'll winded. You're like, like, oh, slow down. Hold I'll on a second. Hold on. on that. Slow down a second, girl. Hold the <laughs> shit. Yeah, I didn't realize you could run like that. I don't even think I've ran this week. Have I ran this week? Did I run this week? Saving up? No, I didn't run this week. <laughs> I just uh, I jumped a lot of rope. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> well, 10 minutes of jumping rope is equal to about 30 minutes of running. Yeah. That's the 10 equal. continuous minutes. 10 continuous minutes is equal to about 30 minutes of running. Yeah, I couldn't do that. That's the actual, that's kind of the breakdown. Yeah. You know, whatever pace you run at is equal to about that pace. Yeah. You know, it's boring. I've done it. That's it's why I can't do that shit. Boring. One minute feels like an hour. I can't do put it. Put on I a can... good podcast. That's what we have now. Yeah. Just put on a good podcast. Put on put on the black guy who tips. Or yeah. The mundane festival. And we just had Rod on on his show. Yeah, and just listen to that while you jump a rope. I've done it. It's yeah. Fucking boring. <laughs> but I can't do that shit. That's why I have to like play basketball or something. Because then an the hour feels like. Soundtrack. Feels like ten minutes have gone by yeah. from playing basketball, or just shooting baskets alone. You know, but Doesn't trying to. to just no, to I can shoot baskets for an hour like it's nothing. Okay, like an hour will go by. I'll be like, oh, it's already an hour. Like, yeah, yeah. but you can you can shoot baskets and not really like yeah. um, exert yourself too if you want, or you can like try hard and make it a little more intense. It's up to you. When you're by yourself, yeah. you know, there's no one to hold you accountable. I also hit the heavy bag. Yeah. And I have started, like, I'll do rounds. I'll do, like, four or five rounds. That's that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> four or five rounds. Four, three-minute rounds, people, and it's with a 45-second rest. So I cut, <laughs> I'm cutting my rest time down anyway. Right. Because your rest is normally a minute. I cut down to 45 seconds. That's a lot. Here's the thing, though. I, have, I, I used to go full blast. Yeah, like, yeah, those days are done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Now you're in the the senior I'm circuit. Not training for fight anymore. There's no reason for me to go full blast in this bag. So like every third punch is full blast. Let me say it like that. Every fourth kick is full blast. Other than that, I'm not going full blast no more. No reason. <laughs> I'm just out here to get this cardio up. Right. And it, yeah, it, it, yeah. The thing about shooting baskets is, if I miss, I'll tell myself if I miss, then I'll run down the ball. I'll you know like sprint. Yeah. Which the worse you are, the better your workout. Right, right. But if I make it, I admire. I'm like admiring yeah, the shot. Yeah, yeah. Like watching the paint dry. So if I'm if I'm hot, yeah. I'm not getting a workout. I'm not, I'm just you know. I mean, if you have the right backspin on the ball, it comes through the the hoop. Yeah. And it starts kind of bouncing towards you, so you can just like stand there, like it's coming right back to me. I'm do just gonna do, stand here. Do you do? Do you have any move? That's a very hard move to do, and you just do it just to see if you still got it. Age. I used to when I used to play a lot. I had a really good, like surprisingly good for no reason should it have been good. I had a good fadeaway. Yeah. Uh, I could do a little turnaround on the baseline, Kobe Bryant style, Michael Jordan style, really. 
And now I'm not as accurate on that. Yeah. And because I think I probably can't quite stay in the air quite long enough to square my body up and shoot. Okay. So I feel like I'm still rotating as I'm letting the ball go, which some of that is just the mechanics. Like if you work on that, you can kind of right. train your body again to, to right. turn. I mean, you know, you just turn your body a little better. Right. But I haven't, I don't work on that. I'm not working on moves. You know, I'm just out there. But you don't have a move that you pull out just to, let me just make sure I can still. No, back then, but that's the one I, that's the kind of, that was the move though. Back then, that would be the one where like, you know, because if you can do a fadeaway, it's not, it's hard to guard that. It's a fairly unguardable move. So, yeah, last LeBron. Yeah. Especially if you're six, eight. was covering him that he used up. Yeah. If you're six, eight, it's really unguardable. But, um, So I would, I'll still try that. Like, let me see how much, how far can I get from the basket and right. still hit a fadeaway. And, uh, but I'm not like trying to improve that. Right. I could probably get better at it. And right. I still, I get like some mild shin splints now if I do too much of that. Oh, so okay. I got to do like, there's stretches you can do for that shit, which I don't. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I remember that from. Need, you probably need inserts for your shoes. <laughs> I remember that from high school wrestling. I never had shin splints back then, yeah. but people did. Yeah. And they were like, all right, just do this move. This is exercise. Yeah. And there was like a couple of things. I was like, oh, I should probably do that. But, uh, yeah. And then you can do for those with rest. The front of your, the front of your legs, the muscles get weak. Yeah. You, you know, strengthen them up. But like, if I really like spent a lot of time working on getting that shot back, mm-hmm. I guess I could probably get better at it. But what's the point? Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't care. I don't care about winning (laughs) or my shooting percentage. Like, you know, when you're 23, you're like, oh, we got to get this win on on this elementary school playground on Saturday (laughs) afternoon. I don't give a fuck now. Like, I'm not trying to wow people with any moves. Yeah, that's how I am. But I can still shoot. So I still have that, like, you know, 20 foot jumper from time to time. For me, it's spinning techniques. My my art is all about spinning techniques. Yeah. Spinning case. If you watch any Chuck Norris movie, you'll see it in action. It's just spinning techniques. Okay, so I'm aerial spin techniques are done for me. They're, I don't, I can't, do, I cannot do them anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> I try. Right. Occasionally, though, I will, I will just see if I can still, if I can, can I just get one? Yeah. <laughs> just get one. Just get one. Jumping reverse hook kick, jumping reverse crescent kick, something. Let me just try to get right one. But right. Most I don't really do much spin techniques anymore. Not a lot of jumping off the. I used to do this jump around, house kick off the back leg. That's out. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing any of that anymore. Can you stay in the air that long? No. Just, <laughs> my, my hang time is not yeah, very good anymore. Just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I used to. I used to. I used to excel at those type of kicks. Everybody did, and, yeah, because you know, that's our art is very good. My little brother's fantastic at them. I don't know if he can still do them anymore. Yeah. But he could jump over my head and do the splits, and I'm six two, and he yeah. could jump up over the top of my head and do splits yeah. in the air. <laughs> you know, but I don't. That explosive, just yeah, he was very explosive. bounce off the floor. Yeah, and I, I could never quite pull that off. I couldn't get, I couldn't get that high, but I can get air. Yeah, can't anymore. <laughs> days, That's the thing with the fadeaway. You got to be in the air those a little days bit. Are done. Yeah, I don't have, I have no hang time. So now I just, I'm about generating power on right. Every fourth shot, I try to generate as much power as I possibly can. That's that's the new thing now. Like, if I got to fight somebody, I ain't jumping in there anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm just trying to hit you. <laughs> I'm trying to hit you as hard as I possibly can. Right. <laughs> that's all I care about now. It's just my my father would call that. Yeah, that's an old man strength. That's a yeah. Just that's uh, what old men think about. It. They don't think about none of this man shit. Now I can tell a young kid how to do it. Right. I can tell him exactly how to do it. Right. But I'm not doing it. Can he demonstrate? Oh no. Hey, all those June Re videos when he died, they're all when he was young. 
Yeah, he was, was a young man in those videos. Junior. He was eighty-year-old junior. He was doing push-ups. Yeah, he was yeah. staying the, close to the ground. Yeah, he wasn't doing none of that shit. Nobody bothered me. You right? <laughs> they don't. They don't bother me. Yeah, I was playing basketball a couple weeks ago. You know how the ball will sometimes get wedged between the rim and the backboard. Yeah, and it's like try to jump up and tip it out. Well, I tried. <laughs> I used to be able to like. I used to be able to get about half my hand over the rim. That yeah. was my. I never worked on my vertical. I never like tried to get higher, but that was pretty respectable. Yeah. I was I never did this, but sometimes guys would like I could dunk a golf ball, and they would like I would I never tried I could probably dunk a golf ball, right. tennis ball, right. but and when the ball wedges, the bottom of the ball is below the rim. Yeah. So like you know, a couple of guys tried to jump up and get it, and jump I was up, like, tip it up. I was like, let me let me see, let me see. I the my fingertips scraped the bottom of the ball, <laughs> so I did get close, about nine feet. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a foot. It was I got like maybe two inches below the rim. Oh, okay, well, that's, you got. But that's I couldn't. A, what's the word from eleven feet? Ten. Ten feet. Yeah. yeah. So I got pretty nine, high. Eight. Yeah, you go at nine eight. But basically, uh, I didn't have like only my fingertips grazed the ball. Long arms. So if I could get another like just an inch higher, yeah. I could probably like generate enough power to knock the ball free. So I, I did that like two or three times, and I was like, oh, "Give me that ball." I just hit it with a ball, you know. <laughs> but I feel like, but I'm also like probably twenty pounds was, heavier than I was. Was there a in net on it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the thing, the move is climb up the net. Climb the net. <laughs> I could do that. I mean, I could grab. I could jump up and grab. Climb the net. The net jump through. Climb the net to yeah. the rim. Hold the rim with one hand and tip it out with the other. Yeah, but there's probably some rule about hanging on the rim. Yeah, that's that's the that's the move. But I'm probably 20 pounds heavier than I was then when yeah. in my prime. So right. if you if I drop 20 pounds, I feel like I could probably get pr- fairly high still. Right, right. I've said this before. I could probably get to that height, but the explosion is gone. I've yeah, got to like jump rope. I've got to gather myself yeah. and really make an effort. And but I can't just bounce off the floor. That's jump. That's jump a rope, man. Touch the rim. Jump that explosion. Rope gives you explosive calves. Yeah, but that explosion is the first thing that I lost. I didn't lose the actual vertical. I lost. It was very noticeable at some point, probably in my thirties, where mm-hmm. I couldn't just like a pogo step stick just bounce off the floor. Yeah. And get get near my maximum height. Yeah, I'm seeing now. It's a whole effort of like arms and yeah, you legs. Gotta, and, you gotta, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta collect yourself. Yeah, but if you were to measure my vertical, like it, that's why it's deceiving. It's like right. you know, someone can measure their vertical at age 38 and yeah. be like, oh, I'm I'm like I'm only like an inch and a half off my prime. No, you're not. It's like, well, how? Okay, but how much it takes effort? You time to get where you got. Took you four out. seconds to get that vertical. <laughs> you stretch out. Someone pump fakes you. You're done. <laughs> you gotta like, warm up, stretch out, run back yeah. and forth on the court a little bit. All right, hold on. Let me uh, get up. Like put this leg down. Put this leg down. All Arms go, and then like when you're young, you just like psh, you just jump off yeah. the ground. You just yeah. you just explode off the ground. So it doesn't really matter how high you can get. It's about how quickly you can get that high. Yeah. And that's what like, I can't do that. But but yeah, I I I felt good that I grazed the ball. Right. Well, you but should. I was like, well, if I if I came out every day and just jumped up and tried to grab the rim twenty yeah. times, I'd probably. Did you do a run up jump? Yeah, I'm a two foot jumper step, though. Two foot. You just yeah. you did two foot. I still run up like two steps and then jump. You know, yeah. I've never been a good one foot jumper, but. Right. But it's still, you know, it's still like if I could probably get an inch or two back if I came out and worked on it, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, who cares? You know, like I hit a lot harder now. Yeah. Because my technique is a lot better and I'm heavier, so there's more mass to me. Yeah. So I I hit, I hit, I was hitting the bag the other day. I was like, I'm really hitting the shit out of this bag. Yeah. But I can't string a bunch of them together. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? I can't string so you're doing them. My shoulder starts to hurt. Right. <laughs> you know, my, my shoulder starts to ache. And, yeah. And uh, it's not even muscles getting tired. I'm not really getting tired. It's just, things just start to hurt. And, right. You know, I'm like, ah, fuck this. I don't, I don't need this. Yeah, I did I'm enough. I'm just the bag for cardio. I'm just like, my, my heart's beating. There's <laughs> I a video can hear of, it in uh, my ears. <laughs> hear the, the <laughs> thud. 
<laughs> I'm fine. There's a video of Mike Tyson at like age 50 hitting a heavy bag. He probably hits hard as shit. And fast. Yeah. But the video is like 20 seconds long. Well, he was the sep- Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how long did he do that for? About that 20 seconds. Yeah. And you pull on him and see it. He's probably, uh, he's heavy. This is probably the heaviest he's ever been. You know, speed doesn't fade that much in one, two, three shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that string together. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm tired. Gonna go eat some wings. What is this? 49 <laughs> year old Mike Tyson. I mean, the video says 49 years old. This is from two years ago because I think he's over that now. Yeah. And it looks like people are filming him for something, <sighs> probably for a commercial. I mean, it's kind of, it's a quick little, like, almost. Makes you wonder, like, is this real? But this is this is the video of him. Yeah, that's real. That's definitely real. Oh yeah, that's not sped up. And it's him, definitely. Oh yeah. Perfect form. Still, see his form is better now. Like a commercial shoot or something. Yeah. So all the so he still has all the he's he hasn't forgotten the technique he was taught. His hands are in, are in the right place. Yeah, he's moving his head. Every all that is just from muscle memory. He's punching perfectly right down. The and pipe. he's exploding. Right. He's got some explosion, but right, right. And he can do that for about twenty seconds. Remember when he got fat? Yeah. Right out of prison, he got really fat around the middle. Yeah. And then he started going back to the, he started going back to the boxing gym. Yeah. <laughs> and he lost he lost the weight because he got really soft around the middle. I remember that I was like, ooh, fat fat Tyson is not cute. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a he looked like a roly poly. On this video is Mike Tyson on a heavy bag at age twenty one and at fifty comparison. He's extremely f- much uh, the the speed comparison won't even be close. Well, this is like uh, the first half of the video is only like a minute long. 30 seconds long, actually. And then the second half is that video we just watched. Yeah, the speed comparison won't even be be remotely close. The first half of the video. It's the same moves. Notice that? Yeah. Look how much... Look how much more faster. Good God. (laughs) Exactly. That's three punches. Pop, pop, pop. Look how fast his foot went. This is now present the moves day. are exactly the same. They're just way slow, but still super fast yeah, for for that for a man. That's, yeah, and he's still hitting hard. But notice the technique is exactly the same. The muscles don't forget. Yeah. I bet you if you looked at yourself doing a fadeaway jumper now versus a fadeaway jumper yeah. when you were like 25, the form would be exactly the same. Yeah. But the one where you'd be jumping higher. <laughs> I'd be hanging in the air a little bit. And you'd hang in the air a little bit Which more. is the key to it. You gotta you'd, be quicker off, you'd be quicker off the release and off the jump. you got to stay in the air, square your body up, and shoot. Right. If you're still like rotating, then it's not going to be an, an accurate It'd be like shot. asking Derek Jeter to do that move where he catches the ball in the air and then turns his body in the air yeah. and throws the ball. He ain't doing that shit. Right. <laughs> but if you hit a if you hit a ball to him and his feet are on the ground, he could probably turn, catch, and come out of the turn and throw it right to first. But yeah. Backhand, he could backhand it. Yeah. But he ain't jumping in the air. And still got it. it. Yeah. In the perfect scenario. <laughs> as long as everything's perfect. Everything still is got exactly it. right. I can do this. <laughs> as long as everything's exactly right. Yeah, it's got to be perfect, though. <laughs> We got any emails? We got a couple of emails. A couple of emails and also a Patreon comment. So we'll do the Patreon comment first because we weren't on last week. Shay left us a comment on Patreon. Elton said his latest grandkid is due on June 8th. And guess what? 
That's Kanye's birthday. LOL. <laughs> they should name the name him Kanye. Yeah, name Kanye. Kanye Howard. But it's also my birthday. Hey. So there's still some hope for the kid. Trump is also a Gemini. They make it hard for my people. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's uh, hopefully the kid's on time. I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, maybe it'll come early or late. Might come a little early. Uh, we have an email from someone who signed their email anonymous. Oh, this will be good. What is this? So we're not going to say the. I mean, there's a name in the email address. Okay. But, but it's not an actual name. It's just somebody don't uh, like us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hello, three Geo, listener for years and new Patreon subscriber. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to comment on episode 737 and the racist white man who attacked the black woman in the parking lot. That was the parking lot fight. <laughs> the parking lot man. Kick him in the balls. It triggered an incident that happened to me at, in a Whole Foods parking lot a couple of years ago. I turned my car down an aisle to find myself essentially boxed in between two white men in a standoff over a parking spot and the traffic behind me. You know Whole Foods be crowded. So yeah. you, this person happened upon... You came up on two, two, two white, white guys dudes fight. fighting. Anyway, I'm trying to drive down the aisle, but they are blocking it. Predictably, the two white men blocking the aisle somehow both decide to start yelling at me, telling me I should back up, a stupid and rude suggestion, because one of them could simply be an adult and let the other guy have the parking space. It's a classic thing where like, if you walk up to a couple that's fighting, they start mm-hmm. fighting you mm-hmm. together. Uh, but I have nowhere to go as they have created a line of backed up traffic, which is directly behind me. I'm thinking, here we go. I noticed that while they were blowing horns at each other, they weren't acting nearly as aggressive with each other as they were acting toward me. Right. I also realized I am boxed in, so I'm terrified and try not to engage. That is until one of them gets out of his car and starts approaching my car, yelling and flailing with that white man rage. <laughs> I crack my window and yell at him, don't you dare approach this car. Go fight the other white man over there. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, one of them does eventually leave after another white male shopper walks over and acts as a good Samaritan to calm the situation. Uh, that guy recognized their bullshit behavior toward me too and came over to ask if I was okay. Unless you are a black woman and have lived through the experience, many people don't realize mm-hmm. that black women receive uncalled for rage for, from anyone and everyone all day, every day. Mm-hmm. In that situation at Whole Foods, I was the smallest, most female, least white person there. Right. An easy target for white hyper masculine First of all, you rage. were at Whole Foods. Whole Foods. <laughs> it happens all the time, so much so that people tend to think it's funny rather than mm-hmm. a sad example of the racist misogyny black women face. Mm-hmm. I'll step off my woke box now. No, 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 you stay on it. I was triggered, but I love y'all. Keep up the good work, making one of my favorite podcasts. No, Best no, no, anonymous. you stay on that box. I'm glad. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm always upset when... There's not one of us there to be like, if you don't get your ass back in that car, I'll knock you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not one of us there that that's took some white man who's not feeling it the way he should be feeling it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, those guys were probably not willing to fight each other because they were each scared right. of each other. Right, right. But they ain't scared of you. Yeah. Cause they know or they, they know they're going to exert power over you. Right. So no. they want to they get their dicks hard. So, so they, they throw it at back you. up the dump truck of rage and right. dump it on dump you. Dump it on you for no, th- for no reason yeah. at all because like, you're a little black woman. Why don't you guys go fucking fight each other? Go, there's a parking lot. Park it's big. Yeah. Go to the back <laughs> go to and the just back. have a fight. Move over there. Let's all put our cars in a circle, turn on the headlights. Yeah, let y'all fucking go. And we'll wave money. We'll fucking we'll go. Just, like, we'll wave money around while you guys are fighting. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, James Baldwin said his shame... His shame that he felt was the little girls who had to go into the school by themselves, and there was nobody, nobody black there to to walk with them. Yeah, he said that's our eternal shame. Like, yeah, I agree. You're on your own, kid. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, this the last email is from Reese Cup. Email is called Local Honey. 
which was also the title of an episode. I think it was a Patreon episode with Elton. Hello to everyone in the room. Listen, that OJ trial remix on Mink Slide had me literally crying on the bus on the bus stop. That's all Dominic. On two different occasions. It was freaking hilarious. White people in Randolph's voice, white people. What? We're quite intrigued on what could be so funny for someone black catching All the bus. All Dominic <laughs> That episode is up there with the guy who tried to battle old boy from Wu-Tang, and y'all played that extra sad-sounding music during his comeback. That's Action Bronson yeah. versus Ghostface Killer, which was, that was a high point of the podcast as well. Um, Elton Howard was correct. I don't know who gets the MVP on that one. I don't know. We can, I, the, it does have copyright music. but Action eh, Bronson. That's funny, though. Maybe man. we'll pull it. I, I think I can pull that clip. Elton Howard was correct. On talking, taking local honey, like a teaspoon a day, as well as local honey and nettle tea. Nettle tea? What is nettle tea? N-E-T-T-L-E-T? N-E-T-T-L-E, yeah. Nettle tea. Try neti pot as well to help with allergy and sinus issues. I've heard of neti pots. It sounds like waterboarding to me. (laughs) People just lay on your side and just pour stuff down your nose and, yeah, and it comes, comes out, out the other and, side now yeah, i have i do a thing um, it's an enhanced interrogation i do a thing that the the nasal flush i do that okay sometimes in the uh thing but i'm standing over the sink with my nose yeah. out i just jam it up in there and just blow it in yeah the neti pot seems like uh something you would do to get information out of someone <laughs> maybe it helps i've never tried it um Reese continues, now on to the serious stuff. I'm so glad to finally hear that I wasn't the only one whose deranged stepfather denied them access to their biological father. No, my, that's a t- common tale yeah. at this point. My mother told me that my father and or grandmother couldn't come to the house. They lived six hours away, nor call. He claimed the last time my father picked me up that he didn't speak or speak correctly. After 25 years, I still haven't talked to my mother about it. But hey, I made... bitch, I ain't here for you. <laughs> I'm right. here for you. I don't have to talk to you yeah, at all. I don't speak to you at all. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? Let's go to the back of this parking lot. Make, put the cars I'm in a circle. I'm not here for you. After 25 years, I still haven't talked to my mother about it, but I may bring her into one of my therapy sessions this year. Thanks, Reese Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the Eddie Vedder story, the right. song Alive. He didn't... His real father, he didn't really... It, it was... He met him once or twice who came over as a friend of the family. Right. His stepfather, who he hated, he was told was his father. And then his real father died when he was 13, and he found out later. By the way, that dude who visited Yeah, you used to come over, that guy? That guy was your dad, and he's dead now. Sorry about that. Yeah, so people are like, what's best for the kid? Do what's best for the kid. Yeah, right. Even if it makes you uncomfortable. Put your bullshit aside. He talked to me wrong. So what if you're uncomfortable? The kid is the priority. He's not supposed to talk to you. Yeah. I don't need to talk to you. Yeah, it's not about you. You shouldn't even be here. You should be going for a drive right now. Mm -hmm. Let him come over and see his kid. Yeah, that's that's that petty family shit. Families get petty about it. As we talked about on the... the, uh, yeah. Monday podcast that this this oh it's just family drama and I say that shit's not normal. Stop no. acting like the shit is normal. And it it's has ripple normal. effects. <laughs> it's not normal. It has ripple effects. You shouldn't be like this. That can affect people into adulthood. And the reason why you accept it is because we've all told ourselves, oh, this is normal. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. I was listening to Rod talk about the last three Atlanta podcasts, last three Atlanta episodes on his podcast right. with his young lady Bossy. And um on the the second to the last one was them as kids, and he had this Fubu jersey, and uh, it was just there was another kid who had a Fubu jersey, and the kids were were cutting on him about whose jersey was real and whose jersey was fake and stuff like that. Right, and it was just all this childhood violence 
Yeah. You know, like the kid gets punched in the bus and there's all this mental violence and, and physical violence happening and that we all just think is normal. Like, this shit's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is not, we shouldn't be putting up with this. Right. I shouldn't have been picked on the way I was picked on in, in high school for no other reason than I was skinny and and uh, I could talk to, I knew how to talk to little girls. Right. That's literally the only reason I got you picked gay, on. Right? <laughs> you were gay, right? gay. You like that guy? That's the only reason I got picked on. You like that guy? Thinking thinking back, that's all it came down to yeah. was that I was a skinny kid. Well, skinny kids are, the, are easy targets. Who read? Who read a lot? Wore thick glasses. Was in choir and band. Oh, and, oh, and guess what? I could talk to girls. Yeah, because I could make. I, I know what I know what that was. I could make them laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> that's all it was. Was I was funny and I could dance. Well, the the, the move is to pair off the skinny kid in your crew to fight the skinny kid in the other crew. Yeah. If there's <laughs> going to be a fight, you can't have the mismatch. Yeah. So like you if you don't like it, if you want to bully a kid, but you outweigh him and you're a foot taller than him, you just find one of your friends yeah. who's the same size as that kid and you have him bully that kid. Right. So at least it's a fair fight. That kid can just, you know, push back basically. Right. right. You know, that's that's the way you do it. So I, I actually got into a fight once. I t- I've talked about my fights on the podcast before <laughs> because Fighting I was Andy. I was the same size as the other kid. And he was a he was a little kid, and so was I. Like we were both like the smallest kids in class. And people were like, you should fight him. I was like, yeah, fight him. <laughs> you went to his house. I didn't have a problem. No, this is a different one. This is this is the one at school. I'll tell the story again. This kid, this is like seventh grade, I think. Yeah, it was seventh grade, middle school. This kid, we were playing soccer in PE class. I wasn't even around this kid during soccer, but apparently since he played Little League soccer, he was kind of being bossy and, you know, like like telling yeah. people what to do, being yeah. an asshole. Other people didn't like that he was being an asshole. Like, fuck that guy, man. And then I was like, oh, I didn't have any issue with him whatsoever. I had no problem with him. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? I don't know. I was over on the other side of the field. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then someone said, you should fight him to me. And I was like, yeah, I should fight him. Like peer pressure. I just decided I was going to fight this kid. Right. But it's also the reason they chose me is because I was the same. We were both scrawny, short kids. And anyone else fighting that guy would be a total unfair fight. Right. right. Be an asshole. So I I was recruited to fight a kid I didn't have any problem with. But my friends did. Or my associates did. So like the next day I fought him in school. It lasted 30 seconds. Uh, The teacher... As we were walking out of the locker room, one of the kids behind me in line said, "Hey, you're gonna fight. You're gonna fight him now." The teacher heard it. The PE teacher heard that guy snitch, and so I followed this kid. We got to go outside the school and back in from the gym area, and then we're in this back hallway by the shop classes, which is where it was predetermined. This kid had no idea I was gonna fight him. <laughs> so where we all predetermined I was gonna fight this kid. So I grab him, start punching him. <laughs> He's still holding his books. He didn't even drop his books. He didn't know what was going on. And you put his butch hat on. Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, you know, so I start fighting. My brother appears. <laughs> he knew there was going to be a fight at that corner of the school. He just is between, it's like the between classes. Somehow he shows up. He's, uh, he's, I don't think he has a class nearby. He's there. The circle forms. Uh, I'm just punching this kid in the face. <laughs> over yeah. and over again. Little old Asian men appear taking taking yeah, money. Waving money. <laughs> uh, chicken feathers flying around for some reason. Uh my punches have very little power. He's not going down, but I'm landing and he's <laughs> holding books. 
So I just, I'm punching and punching. My brother is yelling, kill the bitch. <laughs> I remember that specifically. Uh, he's getting into it. And, uh, and then the teacher appears. The whole thing must have lasted 30 seconds. The teacher right. just kind of made his way through the sea of students and uh, put us each in a headlock. Oh, old school. Just dragged us to the office. Old school. <laughs> like we were, we were just both so weak that he just dragged us. He had two arms, two headlocks. And took us to the office, and, uh, and I somewhere got somewhere right now. That kid is on a podcast discussing yeah. how he was picked on. <laughs> we never had a, like we had classes together. We never had an issue like before or after that. It was the weirdest thing. And uh, I kill got the, kill the bitch, kill the bitch, <laughs> kill the bitch. And uh, I was I got two days of in school suspension. Yeah, we said that bick. Behavioral Improvement Center. And then we had to like sit in a room and like write essays it was about. Just quiet in the room. You had to go sit. And write an essay about someone you admire or whatever. The other kid didn't have any. I don't think he got disciplined at all. Was everybody else in the room brown? <laughs> That's it. Now there's only like two of us in there. Also, I don't even remember who the other kid was. Maybe three of us for the first day. And the teacher. I mean, these days the teacher would just be on Facebook all day. But the teacher that day was just reading the paper, like the in-school yeah. instructor. All right, here's a thing. I write an essay about your dad. You know, yeah. whatever. And then he just goes back and reads the paper. All right, I'm done. Okay, yeah, do this uh, Do this other thing, this busy work. Here, do a word search, whatever. We're yeah. just killing time. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of fights, but I just got punched a lot. I didn't get to a lot. Yeah. No fights, just punched a lot. I got, uh, and I was also a lot smaller than most kids my age, and my brother was a lot bigger, and a lot of my friends were a lot bigger, so people had my back. People yeah. didn't come after me. If they right. had, People generally didn't have an issue with me because I was quiet, but... If they had an issue with me, they knew they'd have to go through yeah, bigger like, uh, people. Heard. <laughs> yeah, it, would, it wouldn't be good. <clears throat> the kid who I fought at the house was the next year. <laughs> that was eighth grade. And he came you to my house. This butch over he, here. Yeah, he came to my house. <clears throat> so in that situation, this kid, again, no reason for us to be fighting. Eighth grade, uh, lunch table shit, basically. So this kid would come over to our lunch table during lunch because he knew a couple people who... I sat with. I didn't know this guy. And he would come over. His name, his last name was Hazard. And I just started making Dukes of Hazard jokes. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Uh, and so I was, I was just kind of joke around about his name. I didn't know he had a problem with me. He would come over every day, just hang out at our table for a few minutes and then leave. And then one day he walks up to me and goes, oh, let's fight right now. I was like, why? What? Why are we going to fight? What are you talking that. about? You make fun of my name with fight. I was like, Look, I've been through this school fight shit. Like, <laughs> we fight, they're going to break it up. There's no, we can't fight. <clears throat> I said, all right, I live in this neighborhood. You, I know where you live, that next neighborhood. After school, we'll meet at 5 o'clock at the edge of where my neighborhood meets edge yours. Edge of the neighborhoods, yeah. Neighborhood <clears throat> fight. So he was like, all right. So he agreed. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm fighting this guy. I, I barely <laughs> know this guy. He had like some, he had a jacket he always wore, had a stain on it. He used to make fun of the stain. <laughs> And make fun of his name being Hazard. So, and then, so all my friends are supposed to meet at my house, you know, like 4.30, whatever it's going to be, and then walk over to the edge of the neighborhood to meet this guy. One of my friends is there. It's like four. And there's a knock at my door. I open the door. It's him. Yeah. He's on my front porch. And there's these two older kids leaning on the fence, like on the sidewalk. They're like 18. It turns out they're his sister's his, friends. Okay. His sister. older sister. Yeah. And they have like long hair and like Slayer shirts on. Like, you know, they're yeah. like, you know. Yeah. With stains on them. Yeah. <laughs> they all got stains. <laughs> so this kid is on my front porch. None of my friends, one, only one of my friends is there. And I wanted them to all be there. And now he's got backup. And so he goes, oh, it's fight right now. I was like, 
I was like, what the? I said, right now? I was like, four o'clock. He goes, you're fight right now. I said, all right, hold on. I got to go change out of my school clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said I got school clothes on. Yeah, I was wearing my school clothes. <laughs> I literally said, let me go change into yeah. my play clothes. I'm going to put on my shirt with the stain on it. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah he said, some of us don't like stains. <laughs> yeah. So I go in. I tell my friend who's there. I was like, he's at the fucking, he's on the front porch. He goes, what? So we call my other friends yeah. who are only a couple houses down. And I'm like, oh, come on down. We're going to fight. You know, and then so I go when change I went real quick. The backyard quick. And the call. Hootie <laughs> Got the bat signal. You're you're in my neighborhood, <laughs> man. You come to my neighborhood talking <laughs> shit. You show up at my house. <laughs> you show up at my door talking shit. Are you crazy? You think Bo and Luke would do that? You're a crazy cooter, is what you are. So then I go outside with my one friend, and waiting for my other friends to show up. So for several minutes, it's me. My friend, him, and his two friends, his two guys, leaning on the fence, hanging out. Yeah, we're just hanging out, <laughs> just very awkward. But we're just like standing there, leaning on the fence. Yeah. Nobody's shadow boxing or getting warm. No, no one's doing anything. It's <laughs> weird. <it> up. <laughs> so we're just kind of. I was like, "How'd you know where I, where I lived?" I was. He was. Oh, I asked some of the kids in the neighborhood, and they told me where your house was. I was like, "Oh, that's weird. I thought we we're gonna meet at five. We we're on the plan. We had a good plan." So then my friends show up. Now it's time to fight. Yeah. My brother couldn't make it because he had detention. <laughs> of course he did. For some, probably some other oh, disciplinary You beat up a bitch. You beat a he, bitch. He talked back to teachers a lot. Tried to kill a bitch. He, uh, <laughs> teachers didn't like him very much because he called them on their bullshit. Even in fucking seventh grade, he did yeah. that. So he was getting detention a lot. I came through school a year after him because I was a year below. I had a lot of the same teachers, and they would always just be like, oh, your brother. Oh. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, man, I don't know. Don't tell you, but he missed it. But my other friends were there. So me and this kid start fighting out in the street right in front of my house. And again, I'm just, I'm dominating. Like this kid, <laughs> he must have been holding books. Like he just can't, like he only throws a couple punches, doesn't land. Uh, but I'm just kind of hitting him at will. His friends are making fun of him. Like they're starting to clowning him. And then, and again, we're the same size. So it's not like a huge advantage one way or the other. But then I hit him in the eye like square in the eye and he kind of yeah. goes down fight like, over bends yeah. at the waist like oh all right all right i it give hurts. i give yeah. i give fight over and for a second there like his other eye was exposed and i was like ready to hit but i was like all right i'm not gonna yeah continue fighting him merciful andy yeah i was like all right all right you can go <laughs> you're dismissed maximus the merciful <laughs> and then his two because then if i did that his friends might jump into and then him and his buddies left and they were like making fun of him and joking mm. and shit and then he comes up to me the next day at school with a black eye <laughs> and he uh, taps me on the shoulder. First Jesus. of all, he taps me on the shoulder, and he gives me like a little fist pump, like we're buddies now, like we're Apollo yeah. Creed and Rocky yeah, Balboa. And, Rocky Balboa yeah. and then later, we're coming out of a class in the same part of the school, walking up the same hallway, and he walks up to me and says, hey, man, where'd you develop such a great left hook? I'm like, what? <laughs> develop a great left Where'd you develop such a great left hook? I was like, I don't know. He goes, I'm used to fighting my sister, and she's right-handed. <laughs> I said, I'm right-handed. Like, yeah, I don't know wow. what you're talking about. And that was the extent of our conversation. But uh, that was my only two fights ever in life. Seventh grade, eighth grade. Well, undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> like, look, I took on all comers. He showed up at my house. No one else showed up at my house. <laughs> Had someone showed up at my house, I would have taken on that comer. At the TV, you won the TV title. Didn't you win the TV title? I won the TV title, Intercontinental. TV, Intercontinental, neighborhood, yeah. neighborhood title. I ducked my brother for years because <laughs> he could have, I mean, he did, anytime we even play fought, he destroyed me because <laughs> yeah. he was a lot bigger. But uh, yeah, that's it. No one else. Yeah. No one else wanted a piece of this. He won the TV title. I retired on top. Intercontinental. Yeah. And then left the title on the. Yeah, left the title. (laughs) I beat up two kids. (laughs) I took my lumps. Got the got in school once. There you go. 
Um, but that was it. Those are the two fights. And since then, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've, except for like wrestling around with like my brother or whatever, probably after that, I don't think I've ever like taken a yeah. hit from anyone. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Just the adrenaline dump is what sucks most of all. Yeah. The yeah. Just that. The adrenaline dump. Because I don't think I, even like when I wrestled, I don't think, one time I, 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 pro- I don't know if I got a, it was a concussion, but I definitely got like uh my bell rung, so to speak. Yep. Got a hard slam. This dude, it was an illegal move, which the ref didn't call. He headbutted you. You remember uh, Jake the Snake Roberts? He would DDT people. Yeah. Keep this guy head. basically DDT'd me. Yeah. He kind of had. I can't even break your neck. I was, because, uh, you know, you got to go in low to sort yeah. of take He's someone down. Yeah, around the waist. He grabs your head in the headlock and then he DDT'd He grabbed you. my head and fell backwards. I don't. I think he was falling, because you, when you're taking someone down, they're falling. Yeah. And he, like, wrapped. You can't grab someone's head. That's right. Yeah. He grabbed my head and he basically just like slammed my head down to the ground. I still won the match because he wasn't very good, but like I was definitely like, that. Definitely like I was seeing stars for a second. Yeah, yeah. concussion. Probably Grade three slight concussion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. slight. I was in the protocol. Yeah, pushing the protocols. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I didn't. I finished the match. Like it wasn't like uh, I wasn't knocked out or anything. Yeah, but other than that, I don't think I've ever even been hit hard enough to feel anything like that. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't do it. I have. It sucks. <laughs> I don't problem with that shit. It sucks. I once got left hooked by uh, James Leha, who at that time oh. was a world champion. <laughs> yeah, I remember him from that fight night game. Yeah, and he <laughs> left hooked me one time, and uh, I was fuzzy. I didn't become unfuzzy until I was sitting on my couch oh. <laughs> at about 9.30 that night. <laughs> yeah, I was fuzzy for like four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. I was fuzzy. And that was like the second round. We still had two more rounds of sparring, and I drove home yeah. afterward. Two more rounds of sparring, full other part of the workout, and then drove home. And I was yeah. fuzzy the whole way. Yeah. Like you're on <laughs> like you're on some kind of painkiller. Right. And I didn't become unfuzzy, like I said, until later on in the night. I was sitting on the couch. Yeah. And he planned, he left hooked the shit out of me. <laughs> he knew too because he backed off after he hit me. Because that's what he's doing sparring when you got somebody hurt. You back yeah. off if you like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you back off. Or you, you're used to fighting your sister. She's right handed. Well, there you go. He's got a left hook. You don't know where that's coming from. I once sparred a guy that I, that I didn't like. And um, he was what we call a just a bruiser. He would just try to throw, get inside and throw wing body shots. Yeah. And I blocked the body shot and hit him with an uppercut and snapped his head back. Should have backed off. Yeah. I didn't back off. Pride. <laughs> uh, I didn't back, I didn't back off. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as his head popped up, I hit him with a straight right hand on the jaw. Bang! And then he was like reeling around. I just leapt in him with the left hook. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> and then I stood over him. <laughs> I give, all right, I give up. All right, all right, Well, all right, he crumpled right. down on one knee, and I just yeah. stood there looking. I stood over him like an inch away from him looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> looking down Yeah. <laughs> the old take a knee move. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's when the trainers were like, bring it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait a second. Just give me a second. Yeah. Give me a second. Uh, should have backed off a little bit, but I, I was like, nope, you're going to yeah. get this work. Yeah. <laughs> One time, I think I told this, mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago, my brother on the school bus grabbed a kid by the shirt. I started punching him. My brother was a lot bigger. The kid was kind of, I think, being an asshole. Grabbed him by the shirt, pushed him up against the bus window, and then with his other hand, punched him in the face. Right. And then one of the, like, then that started a whole ripple effect of, like, uh, that kid's people were going to go after my brother or whatever. Right. But he was bigger than a lot of people that were. Now, was this going to school or coming home from going school? Going to school. Yeah. That's a that's <laughs> one of the scenes in Atlanta. He gets on the bus oh. in the morning. This kid throws some yogurt out the window and it yeah. blows back in and comes into the into the 
on this other kid, like yeah. four windows down. So the kid goes, who threw that? Who threw that? And this other kid points at that kid. So he yeah. goes and sits in the seat next to him. He kids starts apologizing, and then he just punches him in the side of oh. his face, and his head hits the glass. Yeah. Then the kid just puts a hoodie on and hunches down in the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this, I don't think my brother got in trouble because I don't think that kid went to the to, to the bus driver. The, yeah. You know, it's funny because the bus driver in Atlanta was like, "Sit in your own seats." Yeah. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Break it up out of here. <laughs> but then this kid had friends. This kid was like two years younger than my brother, but he had friends who had his back. Yeah, but some of them were like more like his size, which was my size. Right. So like I remember being in middle school one day, and this, this dude walks up to me, who's my size, who's not a stranger to fighting, by the way. Right. This, this kid was was com- completely comfortable fighting. Yeah. He was a fighter, but he was probably outweighed by <laughs> 60, yeah, by 70 brother, pounds. Yeah. So he comes over and he punches me in the chest. He goes, "I'm what?" He goes, "Give that to your brother." I'm like, "I'm not." I'm not yeah. gonna punch my brother. In the chat. <laughs> you give it to him, but like it was one of those like he didn't, he knew he wasn't gonna yeah, he actually didn't. fight my brother. It wasn't brother. a good matchup. Yeah, but he went ahead and which is kind of a bitch move by the yeah. way. Yeah, he didn't hit me that hit hard. Him, hit him with a book. Like I knew that I knew that dude since like he was in my I grade. I knew it was elementary school. Like he didn't hit me hard. It was just like hey, you know we we don't like yeah. what your brother did. Yeah, <laughs> like well, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. Well, go but, tell him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I got uh, nothing I, for you. Yeah, you gonna uh, come to our address? He'll probably be home after detention, which is yeah. <laughs> five thirty or so. Again, he'll be home after detention again. But uh, we take on all comers at our house. <laughs> you show up at the front porch. You're you're getting this work. <laughs> yeah, you gonna get this work. What's your last <laughs> come, name? Let's make fun of it. I'm gonna call my friends in the neighborhood. Yeah. They're gonna come over and do a circle. I'm gonna be in play clothes. I'm gonna by call the, way. the Vietnamese men to come and do some gambling. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, right. one of them's gonna bring a chicken. Yeah. It's gonna be chicken feathers. Be chicken feathers all over the place. <laughs> do this work. You go get this work. <laughs> That's how we do it. That's how we. Do. You know, it's fair fight though. It's fair fight. The neighbor across the street will watch. That's what when we fought when we fought in the street. The neighbor across the street, uh, Mr. Hall. Yeah. Older black dude walks over. Uh, and he goes, uh, he said, I don't think he talked to me. I think it was, he saw maybe my brother or something. And he was like, yeah, I saw your, bro- your brother was out there fighting, but uh, I was going to step in, but he seemed to be handling himself fine. <laughs> Two kids got <laughs> off the school bus one time when I was in eighth grade in front of my, because the school bus stop was in front of like the corner, like my house. Yeah. In between my house and the other house. And they got off and they started fighting. Right. Yeah. And they ended up on the ground and the one kid's holding the other kid and he's, he's laying on his back and the kid on the ground has the other kid, both the other kid's hands. Yeah. The other kid, I'm like, you just fucking knee him. He's not using <laughs> the legs at all. Right. And then our next door neighbor, Mr. Martinez came on and he just stood and he was watching. <laughs> and when they locked up, he was like, all right, are you done? Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> all right, well then get up. Yeah. Shake hands and go. Fight's over. <laughs> yeah. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So that'll be like a viral. Then they walked off together in the same direction. Yeah, you always have that that weird friendship afterwards. Yeah, you're like, now we're cool. Yeah. We got that out of the way. Now we're yeah. cool. I never had that moment yeah. <laughs> with anybody. We're buddies again. Like, We've been through buddies. some shit together. Yeah, we're not buddies. We'll never be buddies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never, we'll never be buddies. Whoever yeah, friends. Yeah, let me put my fist yeah. at you. Yay. Yeah. yeah. We'll never, we'll never be buddies. You want to hang out? What are you doing later? <laughs> now that we fought. Yeah. Ugh. Childhood. Childhood is so violent. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do. You fight. Yeah. Although yeah, some not, people fight. None of that shit is normal. I wasn't a fighter. Yeah. There were definitely some violent people. Butch. <laughs> violent kids who probably like their parents, their step parents weren't, weren't letting them see their parents and they had right. some anger issues. Right. <laughs> there was a kid who was in our neighborhood who was fucking, vi- he was like a stocky, like yeah. a short guy, but 
stocky. He walked up to my brother once at the bus stop and just punched him in the face. Yeah. For no reason. Like well, he was just a violent kid. Well, you did have kid. a reason because your brother was the was the uh, big tough, enough to take a punch. Tough kid. Yeah. So he was just big enough to take a punch. He's got to uh, assert dominance over your brother. Yeah. He wasn't going to punch would me. Your brother wailed back at him. No, I think it was like a it was like a sucker punch. Yeah. Like it was just the guy. Just, it was like, what the fuck was that? And it, it didn't lead to a fight after that. But that dude was violent. Like you play backyard football, and sometimes some people hit extra hard. Right. He was that dude. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, there's a, why? Why did you elbow me? Right. Like you could have right. just tackled me. Right. Why did you elbow my neck? I like, remember you know. a kid punching uh, Oscar Guajardo. Oscar Guajardo was a son of a minister. He's a minister now. Uh, <laughs> I remember a kid punching him in the face. For no reason at all. Yeah, I remember that. He kids him with Mike Coley. Yeah, I remember he was he was he would be that kid. And you see that kid on Facebook with his happy family now. You're like that motherfucker was an asshole. Yeah, like the kid was an asshole. Yeah. How, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Does he hit those kids? You in those pictures? Him? Yeah. I told you about mine. Mine's a minister now. My yeah. One of my bullies is a minister. You're now. You're supposed to forgive him. Yeah. Well, God will <laughs> forgive you. I won't. No. Nope. What's the story about this woman shitting in Tim Hortons? What is Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons is like a Canadian. I, didn't I saw a story. I didn't want to look at it. Please let is this. This is a white woman, right? I think she's Please white. Please let it be a white woman. I think she. It's Canada. A woman in Canada was so incensed about something Tim Hortons employees did or didn't do that she dropped her pants, took a dump on the floor, threw it, grabbed some napkins, wiped her ass, and threw those two and left. Now the Jesus Christ. the more interesting part of the video to me is the other people in the restaurant. We're like, oh yeah, that's okay. They <laughs> they're not getting up or moving. I mean this. They speed up the video, so it only takes a few seconds on the video. But she took a shit, like she, <laughs> you know, she, she she wasn't like surfing the internet while yeah. she was taking a shit. But you know, it took a few a couple minutes for all this to go down. There's people just sitting in Tim Hortons. All right, here's the video. She has some kind of argument going on with like the person behind the counter. And let's see, I don't I don't know if it has any sound on the video. Actually, it's just surveillance video. Yeah, so she's arguing. People back here just sitting down eating, eating their donuts. Oh, and they sped it up too. Coffee, yeah, they sped it up. Yeah, there's no sound on the video. Okay, now, all right. Now she she has a coat around her waist too. Yeah, well, not for long. She undoes the jacket around her waist, throws it down, squats. Now she's shitting. She put her back against a wall of some sort. Yeah, like she's kind of half squatting, wall. and she's picked, picked up, up her shit and threw it. Grabbed a bunch of Wiped her ass through that. Ass out. Yeah. She's a crazy. Now these people are just hanging out. Pull the pants up. Walked out. But the other patrons are just eating. Okay. According to the thing, it says uh, the motive. In limited cases across the country. This is Tim Horton's statement. This is Canada. Limited cases across the country of Canada. Restaurants have restricted access policy for restaurants to ensure the well-being being of our guests. Oh. This is not really a restaurant. A restroom. It says restrooms. Oh, excuse yeah. me, restrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, Our okay. current understanding is that the team member used her discretion in this case it denied access to this guest based on her past behavior and out of concern for the immediate safety of team members and guests in the restaurant. Okay, so here's what was happening was, I need to use a bathroom. You can't use our bathroom. I need to use a bathroom. You can't use our bathroom. Yeah. If you don't let me use the bathroom, I'm going to take shit right here. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, what if what if the past behavior that barred her from the bathroom was her blowing up the bathroom? Like, well, I mean, you're going to go in there and shit all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, well, I'll just shit right here if I want. I mean, the last time you were in there, there was shit on the ceiling. How'd yeah. that happen? Yeah, you, there's no way you threw it. <laughs> People don't throw their People shit. People don't do throw they? shit, do they? You're not a monkey or anything <laughs> oh they must have one of those codes if she's been in there before she knows the code there must be a key right 
one of those keys with a big ass block on it so you don't right, steal it. Right. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of people just in there. And she's arguing, there's probably yelling. Yeah. I didn't see this this thing about this LA congresswoman post a video of a Denny's bathroom confrontation. Oh, I'll, I'll I haven't seen anything happening in Denny's in years. This woman's running for um Congress. Well, she was. L.A. congressional candidate. Sir, when the waitress told her there was a man who said he was a woman using the restroom in his restroom. I doubt that, but why would a, why would a waitress tell you that? I don't know. Maybe the waitress didn't have a didn't like it. They, basically, there's a what she what she considers to be a man in the bathroom. So she gets out her phone, this congressional candidate, and starts confronting this person in the bathroom. Comcast the business is built for. Business. I don't want to watch a commercial. ABC Shark Tank gives right, entrepreneurs a chance to grow their business. Now Comcast business brings a Shark Tank. All right, enough of this. Home. Come on. Hey, Shark Tank coming to DC June fifth. Yeah. Why you use the ladies' room? My privacy. What? Well, no, you invited my privacy because I'm a woman. I'm and I like to serve you the ladies' room. The one with the accent is the congressional candidate. She's got her camera up to a stall that's closed, and the guy or woman in the stall is saying, "You're invading my privacy," and then the woman is, "You know, you're invading my privacy." A local candidate for Congress, Jasmina Saavedra, confronts a person she believes is using the wrong restroom at a local Denny's restaurant. And she shared the entire confrontation on Facebook Live. Of course. Eyewitness News reporter Jory Rand has the story now from Koreatown. Jory? And there is a man here saying that he's a lady. It's a video now viewed thousands of times. Jasmina Saavedra, a local candidate for Congress, yelling at what she says is a man in the women's bathroom at a local Denny's restaurant. You're sick, you're super sick. And broadcasting it on Facebook Live. Why you use the ladies' room? You my privacy one. Well, no, you invited my privacy. We cannot put together a man and a woman in the same uh, bathroom. No wait. We, we spoke with Savedra today about her uh, post, Alan which Beale? she says is being misconstrued. This is not about gender. This is not about uh, be gay or something. This is about, <laughs> I hear a voice of men in the ladies' room. This is all about that. You're inviting my privacy. Okay, turn this we crazy woman know off. See, she's, she's nuts. <laughs> the draft house has unisex bathrooms yeah. in D.C. She's out of her fucking mind. She's lucky that the dude jump up and punch shit out of her. Oh, excuse me, yeah. that young woman. Well, and this is the picture. <laughs> this is the video of the person coming out of the bathroom who, I don't know, it's kind of hard to tell. tell. This person identifies as transgender, only that they told a waitress they were female in a 2016 survey nearly 60% of transgender Americans avoid public restrooms out of fear of harassment or assault. Well, this would be Savedra's what? opponent in this race, sitting Congresswoman Nanette Barragan, issued a statement today that reads, I was appalled by the treatment that this woman received for simply trying to use the restroom. Everyone has the right to their here, own identity. Here, you see, and here's the, right the thing: not is to be we keep treating these people, well, this is so and by these people, I'm talking about the woman who's, yeah. we, we treat them like Stop treating them like, you know, what What that congressman should have said was, listen, you see the fucking video. You want to vote for that? <laughs> right. That's what you want to vote for? If you want to vote for that, fuck you, vote for it. Right. <laughs> That's the, that should be the extent of the conversation. Right. This is, you, you see what she is. If you think that that's something that should represent you, for a good. I don't want any parts of you nor that. If <laughs> you don't like it, vote for me. Vote for me. That should be the extent of it. This thing about, well, I feel like, stop that. This woman's out of her mind. She's annoying somebody. She's going after somebody for no good reason at all. Stop treating them like they're normal human beings. Yeah. Just just 
say it for what it is. She's out of her mind. I have nothing to say on this. Here's what I have to say. You see what's happening. Right. <laughs> you see what's happening. You you think that that should represent you? Go ahead and vote for it. Go ahead. Just the audacity to take your go on Facebook Live. Yeah. Into a like a you bathroom. get your ass whooped. Yeah. On Facebook Live. <laughs> on Facebook Live. It's <laughs> just a fist coming at Facebook You're Live. You're invading my privacy. I'm invading your face. Yeah. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mike pops up. <laughs> right. Hit the bitch. Kill the bitch. <laughs> Kill the bitch. <laughs> Kill the bitch. <laughs> well, you sure do hit like a man. Yeah. I don't. Uh, the, the reaction of, of the rest of us is what the problem is. Yeah. Which we talked about before of people people wanted to embrace Nazis or we need to be no just fucking call him she's the nuts one well, it's she's the, the problem social contract thing she, she's but the she problem. broke it she broke it you know the other person just using the bathroom yeah in the bathroom stall with the door closed yeah there's nothing there's nothing going on it's a fucking bathroom right <laughs> who cares that's it who gives a fuck it doesn't bother anyone what do you care for what something might happen you know no one's doing nothing to you bitch right trust me on that one right <laughs> what's gonna happen he's gonna he's gonna harass you yeah you're gonna go in the bathroom yeah and i and, and, uh, gotcha now you're here we need to stop treating them like they're regular fucking people right that's what we need to stop doing is just start treating them like they're out of their fucking minds let's do this trap music thing and then let's talk about the shooting oh yeah we never talked about this is america either we will we'll close with um, this is america because it go it goes into the shooting yeah, the trap music thing is is uh, it's a classic. Like, yeah, like I don't, I'm uncomfortable. So yeah. everything this, should change for me. This Duke University vice president walks into a campus location of a coffee shop. He's a university vice president at Duke, right? Duke. So they're playing some trap music, which occasionally the the baristas put on their own playlist is something that's allowed at this place. It's one of the Perks of the job, probably. probably. just plugged in. They were listening. They're not even hearing. At some point, you just stop hearing the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just working. It's just background noise. He didn't like what he was hearing because they they said the N-word, get paid by Young Dolph. Um, He repeatedly says, get paid, young nigga, get paid. You know? Yeah. He was was ordering it. turn at the register, Manetta, who was white, told Brown the song was inappropriate. Brown told Indie Week that she apologized and immediately turned the song off, which I'm sure she did. Okay, done. She offered him the vegan muffin, the vegan muffin for free. He had a vegan muffin and a chai tea. And a hot tea, yeah. Bitch. <laughs> but Manetta, Manetta insisted on paying for it. Okay. Well, then get, that's it. Get paid. Transaction over. <laughs> so the coffee shop's getting paid, young N-word. Simmons, who was making drinks at the same time Brown was working the register, told Indie Week that it appeared Monetta was harassing Brown over the song. Harassing definitely what I use. He's verbally harassing her. Yeah, because he thinks that she's less than him. Right. Less than 10 minutes after Monetta left the shop, Brown received a phone call from Joe Van Gogh owner Robbie Roberts informing her that Robert Coffey, director of dining services at Duke, had just called him. Coffey's department oversees the Joe Van Gogh Location on Deuce Canvas. Roberts asked Brown to tell him what happened, and she did. She full responsibility for incident and apologizing again. Sorry about that. So he just, walks out of the shop. Yeah, and immediately made a call. He's a dean, right? Is it something like that? And he immediately calls like whoever oversees these coffee shops on campus. On Monday, He's Brown vice and president. Simmons were summoned to the Hillsborough office of Joe Van Gogh and asked to resign. Amanda Wiley, a human resource representative from Gogh, told the pair they can no longer work for the company. Indie Week obtained an audio recording of the conversation among Wiley. During the conversation, Wiley said, we got a call from Robert Coffey of Duke saying that the vice president of the university had come into his shop and said there was vulgar music playing. Joe Van Gogh was contracted by Duke University, so he essentially worked for them and they could shut down at any point. Wiley then cleared her throat and said, Duke University has instructed us to terminate the employees that were working that day. 
Brown so the two people got fired. Severance package if they chose to resign or promise that managers for the company with service positive references in the future. Throughout the meeting, Wiley reportedly told Brown reportedly told Brown Simmons that they had both been good employees. He also, that in order to fire them, would come directly from Duke University. In an email to the Duke Chronicle, Mineta said that while he did voice his concern over the music being played in the coffee shop, the decision to fire Brown and Simmons was made by Joe Van Gogh, not him. Oh, he's he's distancing right. himself. The employees who chose to play the song in the business establishment on the Duke campus made a poor decision, which conveyed to the JVJ management how they respond to the employees' rivers all their discretion. See, and this is this is my problem with people like this. He won't accept what he did. If he didn't want them to be fired, they wouldn't be fired. Because right, this is this is easy for him to simply say, yeah, I have voiced concerns about the music. I didn't realize they were going to fire them. I don't want them fired. And right. then they're not fired. Right. It's that simple. Right. You're the vice president of this university. They're not fired. No, you wanted them fired. He, he told them to fire them. Right. That's what happened. He ordered the code red. Right, right. Because he didn't like the young Dolph song. Right. And so what? The song's over in three minutes. Right, right. And Matter of fact, the song was over when you told him to turn the song yeah. up. I've worked in and around people like this before. Generally, they're white men. Right. Nine times out of ten, they're white men who want to exert some sort of authority over somebody because their world is uncomfortable. So right. they weaponize people against you. Well, they're making me uncomfortable, so therefore I don't want this to exist. you got to understand, it's like the end of I Am Legend. You're the freak now. Right. The world has passed you by. The world has passed you by. You're the outcast. Right. You got to deal with that shit. Right. You know, accept that. Accept this This isn't for you. Uh, you walk into a place, you like their muffins and their tea. Right. Sometimes there's a song on you don't like. Right. That's not a huge inconvenience. Yeah. A song is Tune playing that you don't like. Instead, you get this young woman fired, and then you lie and say, I'm not trying to get her fired. That's right. a, you're a liar. Right. You're a liar. And everybody, again, the social contract kicks in, and everybody allows him to just say that. Well, I didn't actually want them fired, and the, the, the decision was say, theirs. And you're a liar. Yeah. You are a liar. Right. That's not true. Stop lying. You could just simply say that. You're lying. Yeah. You're not telling the truth. And I don't believe you. I don't believe anything you have to say because I know you're lying, you know. But instead, they allow people to perpetrate these things. And the fact that he continued arguing, you know, even after they turned the song off, tells right. you his state of mind when he made that call. Right. If they got a call from him and he didn't intend to get them fired, they probably got a super angry call. And so they're right. going to interpret that right. as this guy, right. we can't have those people working there anymore. Right. Who knows what he said they were playing right. in that right. call. Which, or who knows how he said they talked to him. Right. Right. You know. Because yeah. people are always going to believe that guy right. over these two, and women. they offered him a free vegan muffin. Yeah, offered I mean, him everything. Those things are probably like six bucks. The music was the music was off. Yeah. You know, and people who trip out over music like that really disturb me. Um, for no reason at all, it'll be gone in three minutes. Right. You leaving, girl? I'm trying to raise a daughter. Is he doing the podcast? He did today. I'd give him a picture. I'll put him in the picture. What do you have in your mouth? That's a lot of gum. Why do you have so much gum in your mouth? He's going to be on our picture for the podcast. We have a little Shrek doll sitting in for the podcast. Hi. I have more Shrek dolls. He has good jokes. He has really good jokes. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Have fun. Trying to raise a daughter. Hmm? Trying to raise a daughter. Trying to raise a daughter. Yeah, it's just sometimes you're going to be in a place where the song is not to your liking. So what? Not him, because everything is to his like. The thing is, if he wasn't on campus, if he was somewhere else and he didn't have authority, he would just right. have to sit there and take the he song. He would have to endure it. And guess what? 
that's not the end of the world. Also, it turns out he's a little bit of a racist. A little bit of uh, white men are being discriminated against. Oh, is he one of those guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people started pulling shit up on him. It's like that. Oh, yeah. It's like that thing that came up with this comedian who I don't know, and I'm doing air quotes when I say comedian. Yeah. Puts up, uh, what is this? Is this a screenshot of saying? Well, no. <laughs> no, that was a couple Charity, weeks ago. Charity sent me something. Okay, dear. Have is it fun. A local Love you. comic? Someone we know then? Or? No, who sent it to me? I don't remember who okay. sent it to me. Oh, here it is. One of our listeners, Tijon, sent it to me. Food Network claims straight white male is this century's N-word. Oh, I saw that guy. He got dragged on Twitter. Of course. He's a Food Network show host, but I guess he's a comic too. Right. I've never seen him as a comic anywhere. Right. He hosts one of those. I travel around and eat garbage food. and right. you know. Straight white man Josh Denny does not like to be described as such. Comedian and host of the Food Network's ginormous food posted a tweet on Friday saying the neutral description of his race, gender, and sexuality has become the modern equivalent of a word associated with slavery, lynching, and other crimes against humanity. What's it's, his name? Josh Denny? Josh Denny. It's used to offend and diminish a recipient based on assumptions and bias, no difference in their usage. Straight white male has become this century's N-word. It's used to offend and diminish a recipient based on assumptions and bias, no difference in the usage. Denny is standing up to those who attempt to devalue his and other straight white male's opinions based on negative cultural stereotypes. This, he said, is racism, the thing he and Dr. Martin Luther King cast. My point is, when you call someone this in conversation, you know exactly what you're doing. Saying my label for you invalidates your opinion on my your place inside is literally what Dr. King fought against. It's always funny to me how these fuckboys always try to, uh. try to uh, reference uh, Dr. King. They never talk about letter from the Birmingham jail, Dr. King. Yeah, yeah. He's they don't know anything about Dr. King. No. Um, they then proceeded are, to at Kanye West and debate the mission with his friend Ian Carmel, a fellow straight white male who attempted to gently correct him. Um, people are now pulling his old tweets. Right. Uh, here's one where he says, this is from 2014. After public outcry, Dan Snyder has said he's changing the offensive teen name from the Redskins to the Prairie N-Words, but he says the whole word. Mm-hmm. With the hard E-R. Of course. Um this is what that's one of his Twitter jokes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Uh, man, people are, yeah. You you better clean up your feet if you're gonna talk shit like this. Right. Um. How loud does Muslim prayer have to take place in your complex before you contact Homeland Security? That's a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um. Are black people just the Holocaust Jews that survived all of it? It's one of his tweets. So he likes to play with race. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he's being edgy. But he can't handle being called straight white male as a no. pejorative. Which, look, I understand that people sometimes do that, and that's like they're, that's a slur. They're using straight white male as a slur. But those people sometimes are idiots too. Like you just right. shake it off, you know? Well, straight white men can't do that. They can't be slurred. <laughs> they can't shake anything off. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it does get used by people sometimes as as the negative thing mm-hmm. oh he's a straight white male and you know what it doesn't have nearly the impact so it's, stop acting no, like it does it's not the same thing it's at all not even in this it's not even in the same ballpark if you want to make a point about people using that as a slur then fine there's plenty of examples of that but that's not the same thing to equate it and say that's just, this is where he's i don't even think he equated i think he said it's worse but basically he's saying it's the new n-word mm-hmm. and as people have been pointing out so you can't say the word. Right. Even in your own tweet, you didn't say it. So that what does that tell you, which is worse? Yeah, what does that tell you, fuck boy? 
And so you're on. And by the way, you use slurs in your Twitter feed. So right. if you're against people using racial slurs, then you know. Right. Start I was talking yourself. to Mike Finazzo about this, and I was saying how I've noticed this really coming up amongst white male comedians. Yeah. Really, a lot of uh, why can't I say the oh why can't I say nigger? It's the same thing. We're just as oppressed. Yeah. We're not getting ahead in the in the business. They only want to, a lot of a lot of. Uh, a lot of snowflakey type behavior. Yeah. Out of people who claim to be this. And also they would all say that they're, well, I, you know, I'm liberal and I have a lot. Of, I, just, I don't even see color, yeah. which is bullshit. Because if you don't see color, you don't see me. Right. <laughs> so fuck you. I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't see color. I don't want to see somebody who's be with, I don't even want to know people who don't know the, the differences. Oh, yeah. So he said the straight white male has become this century's N-word. And then he he corrected himself. My point is, when you call someone this in conversation, you know exactly what you're doing, attempting to devalue their POV based on negative cultural stereotypes. That's racism. And then people just start pulling all of his old tweets. Yeah. Like, okay, well, then you're trafficking. Well, what in is this? What is this racist tweet here? What is this? What right. is this? Right. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah, it's just that, you know, there's a lot a lot of comedy comes from pointing out contradictions. Yeah. People who do this are the same people who do that. But that's not a contradiction. Pointing out hypocrisies. Right. People who are against this and yet they do that. And there's there's fertile ground in a lot of those mm-hmm. things for comedy. Um I have a bit on my it was on my album people with the most guns have the smallest amount of stuff to protect, right. but they buy guns for protection, but the most guns have the least right possessions. So yeah, I get it. You've, if you're looking for like, oh, people are do are saying this, you shouldn't talk like this, and yet they're using this. So the comedy brain starts to try to find mm-hmm. contradiction there. But then before you blurt it out, really think about what you're saying, right? Because there are a lot of people who just blurt out. Well, how come I can't say what? How come you can? And how can I know what they're doing? I know what the comedy light bulb has gone right. off. I know right. what they're looking for. They're looking for a perfect little tied up in a bow contradiction that can get a laugh on stage. But think about it for a second. Is it a contradiction? Is it a perfect little tied up in a bow contradiction? Is there more nuance or the layers to it? And if there are, explore that in your bit. Right. You know? Explore the fact that you bristle when someone calls you a straight white male. Right. Talk about that. I mean, you can say, like, that really stings when I hear that. Right. And... Examine why that happens. Why is, but there's no there's no examination, which is get into the layers a, of that. A comedian or an artist should be about is examination. That's the problem about, with Kanye West. There's no right. examination there. But you can make that about you. I bristle when someone's right. a straight white male, and yet I call people snowflakes. Right, right. So you can. So I can say that about someone else. We do that all the time. You know, right. you call people snowflakes, but you can't handle insult. Well, if it's, if you're the one feeling that way, then examine it. If you're going right. to write a bit about it, or maybe it's not a tweet. It can't be 240 characters. But if you're going to explore that idea, fine. But sometimes just because something is a contradiction doesn't mean that's a bit. And there are comics who just point that out like, oh, how come you say this but you don't say that? Or the same people who do this are the ones who do that. And it's like the, that's like a hollow, yeah. like a junk food well, level. Well, that's the thing. It's the thing of that, uh, well, this person says this but and then they're allowed to say this, but this person is not. I'm like, yeah, but you do that in your own private life all right. the time. There are things that you say to your to your significant other that no one else gets to say to you. And the bit is in there, right? There are That's the where the bit that I, is. There are ways that I talk to my to my significant other, and she talks to me that no one gets to talk to me like that. There's ways you talk to your parents that no one gets to talk to. It's strange that this one right. thing you seem to be so focused on. But then you got to check yourself and say, "This is this is where I say like sometimes I will play devil's advocate and say, well, wait a minute, am I am I wrong?' Yeah, and I'll 
challenge my own thing because oh, what? Okay, am I the one who's contradicting myself? Because then you realize within yourself that's and the bit is in there. Like mm-hmm. you know, here I am having a problem with this, and yet someone calls, someone comes up to my mother and says, "Blah blah blah," I'm ready to punch him in the face. Right. Fine, explore it, but it's not just as simple sometimes as a black and white bit of contradiction or hypocrisy that's like right. a two-line joke. There are some of those out there, but you know the stuff with race, you got to have more to it than that. Yeah, be be a little smarter rather than it hurts my feelings that people talk about white men. Well, shut the fuck yeah. up, Snowflake. It really doesn't hurt your feelings. It doesn't hurt your feelings at all. It doesn't. It's, you're trying to win the, the victim Olympics because right. you want to win everything because you're white. White people need to... Being we need to rule everything, including being victims. Right, right. They need to be number one of everything. Right, and that's where the bit is. Right, find that. But he does, they don't have the they don't have the depth of think of, about of, it. They don't have the depth of psyche to, to do that. Right, to delve down into something again. He's adding at Kanye. I'm like, yeah, that's the perfect guy to talk to because he's he's shallow minded just like you. Right, <laughs> and and things that they're not, but he's shallow minded just like you. Exactly yeah. like you. You want to talk about the shooting in the school? Before we this uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I kind <clears> of, <throat> there wasn't a that, ton of reaction. The Palestinian-Israeli thing, somebody yeah. asked me, well, how come I don't talk about that? The reason why I don't talk about that is because I know very little about the conflict. Yeah. That's why I don't talk about it. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. I don't know enough ab- about it to speak about it. I've, I've listened to people argue back and forth. Um. I, I don't particularly feel comfortable listening to people argue back and forth about it anymore because everybody seems very biased. I can tell you this, on the surface of it, it doesn't look good <laughs> that no. that Israelis are just killing Palestinians for whatever the reason, which seems to be a tit-for-tat thing of, well, they do this to us. But uh, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but the levels and the stakes and the, uh, the amount the of aggression power. you can bear is not even close to being the same. Right. And it just it doesn't seem good. On the face of everything, also these these evangelicals who are supporting you, Israel, they want you to die. I don't know. Do you guys not understand that part? Right. That this evangelical love you're accepting from these people is because you have to be in in your places to die for the rapture to happen. That's the part they seem to leave out when they tell you that they're helping you. They just want you in your place so you can die. Okay, it's in the book. <laughs> it's right there. God needs help making his, his they plan They know work. that, yeah, and God needs help, help making yeah. killing you all. We're gonna That's help what they want. you know. But you stand up there and cozy up next to them. Jared and Ivanka got got a blessing from a dude who thinks that black people are monkeys. So right. fuck them too. I don't know right. what to tell you. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And by the way, Donald Trump is supporting them. I'm like, you understand they want your children to die. <laughs> and right. your grandchildren, you get that right. Now he doesn't because he's an idiot, you know. Yeah, he doesn't understand any of that. Yeah, he just knows whoever complimented him last is his friend. Right, fucking idiot. That's why I don't really feel comfortable talking about it because I don't know enough about the complexities of the politics behind it. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think, uh, and there are people who are a lot smarter and know more about it who right. disagree and seem to make valid points yes. going both ways. So I'm just right. like, eh, you know, right, not my place. Right. So I don't. I'm at the point now where I don't want to comment on things I don't know anything about. <laughs> um, I do know that these school shootings are out of fucking control. I know that. Well, this latest one. Can you vamp for a minute? I really uh, want to pee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. That's old man bladder. <laughs> we need one of those. Yeah, you know, we, need, we need a jug somewhere up here. 
like not not by the mixer because the mixer is has electronic equipment, but we need some kind of some kind of apparatus here. I think we talked about that with Elton, the old man, uh, the the trucker uh, urinal thing. Maybe one of those things. Uh, this shooting, I'll start talking before Randolph gets here, and he'll have to catch up. <clears throat> this shooting was, I feel like, not as um, maybe as heavily covered. And I know it happened on a Friday, which that happens a lot with Friday news dump. You don't really get as much coverage, but part of it, I think, is because it didn't quite fit the narrative of the anti-gun side because he didn't use an AR-15. That Once he didn't use an AR-15, all the people who make it about AR-15s shut up. Like they Normally you see a million tweets about AR-15s, and this time you saw a couple when people thought it was an AR-15, and then you didn't see much of anything after that. Was it an AR-15? No, he had a shotgun. He had his dad's shotgun and <laughs> pistol. He had a shotgun, and then like he wore it under a trench coat. It was ninety degrees out. He walks in with a trench coat, shotgun, and he has a pistol too. Right. So it's not. It doesn't quite fit that narrative. So all the people who only do that didn't have that thing to talk about. Uh, all the people who are just talking about school shootings in general, they just did this three months ago. Right. Or not even. Three and they're going to do it again in three more months. Yeah, I guess almost exactly three months ago. Uh, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day was the was the previous one, so they just did this, and it's just and not enough time has gone oh, by. Here's to, something: twenty Santa Fe High School is the twenty second school shooting in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I saw that, and some of those stats people are challenging. Like, well, what do you, what constitutes a school shooting? Doesn't matter, even if it's his second one. Who cares? Who guess, cares? What's too what's many? The, first of all, what's the number? And you have a, you have a metric that determines if it's a school shooting or not. Here's what yeah. determines if it's a school shooting: was it in a school? Well, I think it's in a school it's a during school hours. Oh, okay. Well, because the original one, when the Parkland one, there was this number of like eighteen school shootings. Some of them were like this building used to be a school, and it was a shooting at like two a.m. in an abandoned lot. Like yeah. they were counting all that shit. Okay, and it was like, well, wait a minute, we can't. Like that's overinflating. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what the I don't know which twenty-two they're calling. I don't know. Like mass shooting is different than school shooting. Mass yeah. shooting is four people or more get shot. Yeah. Yeah. School shooting is just a gun goes off at school. Right. Uh, which can it can be a one person getting shot? It can be right. which has happened the one locally where the girl got taken off life support because her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend, shot her. Right. Yeah. yeah right yeah, after yeah, part. Yeah, that was over. In, That's a school uh, shooting. That yeah. was in Maryland, I think. Maryland. Yeah. And some other kid got shot in the leg on that one. So yeah. all those school shootings. Well, the good guy with the gun killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they right. took the kid alive again. Yeah. This kid. You know. He was going to kill himself, and he couldn't bring himself to do it. Yeah. His plan was to kill himself, and you know so he was like, uh, "I can bring myself to kill everyone else, yeah. but I can't kill myself." Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, well, he has to have time to ask God's forgiveness. Yeah, he's you know and people. Say, kid made a mistake. He was a juvenile. <laughs> he asked God's forgiveness, <laughs> and then he goes right to heaven. Goes to heaven, and then so like all the and, and he gets to heaven, and he's right next to the kids he shot. Right, sorry, hey, shot you. What's up, guys? <laughs> oh, I never met you guys. You guys are cool. <laughs> He just walked into a random art Is that the class. guy who killed me? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he accepted yeah. Jesus was, into his heart. I was young. I was young. You know, I was dumb. What? You what? <laughs> There's some evidence they pulled his parents' Facebook pages. His dad, you know, like when someone's page is private, you can't see it, but you can see what their likes are. And he liked, like, uh, I don't know, Tommy Laren and mm-hmm. Fox News. But, you know, people like all kinds of shit. You can't see his posts. Mm-hmm. His mother had a few memes that were public. They were just like religious, you know, of something about church or whatever. So who knows where this – and also they haven't really – there haven't been a lot of kids, at least as of they were recording it Saturday, who knew this guy all that well. There were a couple quotes about how he was 
playing video games, seemed like a nice guy, but th- it's not like Parkland where it's like everyone knew this kid. Mm-hmm. This trench coat kid was notorious and all that. And he's Greek, so there's there's been a thread of yeah. a of a Greek comedian that we know. Uh, I guess not claiming that Greeks aren't white. Well, yeah. Like, how do you? I mean, he's, he like, looks. If it's just like how you you're look. white in this country, stop it. Look, he has a Greek name. Okay. Yeah, he does have a Greek name. Now, I, here's the thing. I have you're white. <laughs> I have an American name. Right. Okay. I'm basic. I'm white. I'm Caucasian. Right. If I had an ethnic name, if if I got my Persian side of the family's name, throughout my life, I would have to confront that mm-hmm. side of me, and I would probably identify with it differently, and people would identify with me differently. And treat me differently. And I never had to worry about that. This kid with a Greek name, he looks white, just mm-hmm. like me. I don't know that you get different treatment He's for He's never Greek thought name. about it a day in his life. Yeah, I don't, Other I don't, than, hey, you got a funny name. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to call you Dimitri instead of Demetrius you know, or whatever. He got a funny name. Let's go yeah. make fun of these niggers over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he gets confronted in Stop a way it. that others him. You know, And I didn't either. But had I had a funny name, maybe I would have. And I don't think a Greek name qualifies as a... In this country, name. you're white. Yeah, you look white, and your name is not yeah basically Arab. So yeah, in this country, you're white, or Middle Eastern, not brown. And so whiteness you, has been extended onto you. That's just how it goes. You're never gonna get othered. Quit by running anyone. from it. <laughs> Quit running from it. I'm not like yeah, you are. He's another white guy. That's why he didn't get gunned down when the police caught him. He also had pipe bombs all over the place. Right. And apparently, a, an accomplice, possibly right. a person of interest. They've Which is very rare to have a second person. Hemmed up, I believe. Yeah. I was noticing, you know, they're, they're, we're going to go to the Parkland kids and ask them what they think about this. I'm like, that's all well and good. Yeah. Why don't you ask some kids from the hood about it? Right. They can tell you some little things about some gun violence. Well, the Parkland kids will tell you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like why, why come to us? Yeah, at this point. Like, or, or even the black kids who went to Parkland. Yeah. They're like, why don't you put them on TV? Put them on TV. No, because yeah. it, it looks better with, with white. And they, doesn't it, how is it that America just... Just the, the, all of this, how is America just not embarrassed? Shouldn't you be embarrassed? You should be embarrassed by this. You should be embarrassed by that Donald Trump is the president. You should right. be embarrassed that Ivanka Trump is gallivanting around. You should be embarrassed that Jared Kushner is trying to do. It should be embarrassing, particularly from what we came from in Barack Obama. It should be embarrassing. I was thinking about that when they were talking about how Barack, you know, Barack Obama didn't deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. I'm like, no, you're right. He didn't deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. No American deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. But do you know why they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize? Because of the the picture of it and the right. face of it that he made the world feel good. Because that's the president of America's job right. is to make the world feel safe and feel secure. And for the eight years that he was the president, he made the world feel good. The world felt like, okay, everything is on its back on its axis again. That's why they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize. Through that, through his actions and the way he carried himself, and that well, he shouldn't have accepted it. The reason why he accepted it is because he understands that symbolism matters. Yeah. It matters a great deal. That symbols matter. They just do. Well, and what- our symbol is kids getting gunned down in schools, guns, 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 and Donald Trump. One of the people, why are we not embarrassed about that? One of the people who died was a Pakistani exchange student. Now, in your mind. What does Pakistan look like? Yeah, violence. Right. You know, in people's minds, it's painted as just a typical Middle Eastern violent area. Right. Right. Which is, you know, it's it's a lot of that is is obviously not true, 
But she comes here and she gets shot and killed. Right. You know, or that dude who drove a car down a pathway in New York and killed a bunch of tourists from other countries. It's like, well, they come here and then, oh, this is where the bad shit happens. Right. This is third right. world country shit happening yeah. to yeah. people. We have a president who's trying to run a banana republic. Right. That we would laugh at if it was any other country. Right. And we just accept it. How are we not embarrassed? It should embarrass white people what's happening to black people in this country. It should be embarrassing to you. It should just be embarrassing. Yeah. Well, and there's so many things. The war yeah. on drugs is an embarrassment. It should be an embarrassment. It's it should a be huge an embarrassment. embarrassment that we have the most people incarcerated on planet Earth. Right. That should be an embarrassment to you. It should be an embarrassment that we have more guns than people in this country. You should be embarrassed by that. America and they have, Americans have no shame. That's why I'm like, it shouldn't go get no better because Americans have no shame. They have no sense of embarrassment. No, because no. they still think that exceptionalism thing. Yeah, which is bullshit. Which means you don't examine yourself. Right. You know, it's like it's like people who have, like, uh, it's like Amy Schumer's movie. You look in the mirror, you think I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're <laughs> fucked up. No, you're not. You know, but. As long as you're taught like that. Like any place else. Yeah. Right. It's no big deal. <laughs> you're Just like everybody else. You can't fix the problem until you no. acknowledge the problem. And we sent, we have this guy on our world stage. Our, our, our symbol is school shootings. Right. Our symbols is guns. And our symbols is Donald Trump. That's why they gave Barack Obama uh, a Nobel Peace Prize. And that's why he accepted it. And that's why I thought we would clear this hump in this last election. And I will never do that, make that dumbass mistake again. I will never put my faith in the people of this country. There's no, that'd be stupid. It'd be stupid to do that. <laughs> It'd be fucking stupid to do that. Because look at what's happening. You know, America doesn't care. You think America couldn't stop gun violence? That shit can stop tomorrow. You right. think that women being paid an equal wage to men couldn't be handled? It could happen tomorrow. You think police killing black people couldn't be handled? It could stop tomorrow. If America decided that it wasn't going to happen, it, wasn't going to, it wouldn't happen anymore. It's that simple. Everything else is just people making excuses. Look, well, tomorrow, wanna, we're not, tomorrow we're not doing this. People don't want to lose what they... Th- They'd rather have what they have in a flawed system right. than lose what they perceive they're going to lose. There was that article a couple weeks ago, which we didn't record last week, about the the place where they don't want to and they don't want to legalize marijuana because the dogs will be out of work. Right. The right. police dogs will be out which, of work, which is a lie. Who fucking, what they, what they don't want to lose is that revenue source. Right. Transfer <laughs> the dogs. Yeah, you're lying. They said the dogs have been uh, have been trained to not be social, so they That's can't make nonsense. good pets. I well, don't believe you that can either. Train the, you, you can, can retrain, retrain them. dogs. I don't believe that either. That's First not of all, true. And also. Go send them somewhere else if, if that's the big thing. Right. Or, or just, you know, let them be farm dogs. You know, yeah. they don't have to live in a house. They don't have to live in a house. I mean, I prefer it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Put them I'll on take them. With, put them on Give farm with people. Put them someplace where they have barns. But they'd rather have, they'd rather the dog have a drug sniffing job. Right. And say, well, we can't lose that. Right. You know, and, and right. a lot of that shit, that's, that's why, like, electric cars were, were stalled for so long. Because oil industry was like, we can't lose our shit. Right. We can't right. lose our shit. Right. We'd rather have a flawed world where we have shit the than world, a better world where we'd the have world less. drugs is a revenue source. Can't right. lose that. Can't lose that. Can't lose that. We can't lose this revenue source. So we'll come up with any dumbass reason and we'll say it. Yeah, we can't have dogs out of work. Yeah. And no one in that room said, if you don't shut the fuck up with that bullshit, yeah. no one said that. You put people in jail. We just accept it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess. 
I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. Fully that makes, pot. What's going to happen to our dogs? That makes no sense. <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, you're gonna, no, you're worried about losing a revenue source. Shut the fuck up, man. Right. Just say say the truth. Listen, we're, we're afraid that if we stop being able to arrest people for this and we won't be able to get fines and we won't have money coming into the system anymore. We have right. to have a way to have money. Self-interest <laughs> trumps everything else. Right. 100%. I mean, you know, comics who say, I've called this out before, the white guys who say, there's a lot of white guys on this show. Mm-hmm. They, they took the spot too. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, I want equality, but man, it's getting harder for white guys. Right. Well, what would you want? Yeah, you, you know, didn't, you didn't want that. So you'd rather have still get yours in a flawed system, right? And hope the system is repaired right. while you still get yours, rather than do your part. Rather than do your part, or just you know, just understand that you don't get one hundred percent; you get ninety four percent. Man, I want women to make. I want, it's unfortunate that women don't make as much yeah. money as as men do, and then you come up with a cheap joke of, uh, well, men have to pay for more. Yeah. Like, well. Or the okay. or the woman at work gets promoted, and you you think you should have gotten a promotion. Guess what? Right. You're against now her promotion. Right. right. You know, and so you think, well, I mean, I'd, I want my money first, right. and then we'll divvy it up equally after I'm done. Right. right. Give me my self interest. I don't want to lose right. profit margins and shit. There's not a whole lot to say about guns anymore in this country because it's not going to change. Well, it just happened three months ago. Right. That's, that's why I feel like this one. It's a big deal, obviously, but it's not getting around the clock coverage. No. The, the, and I turned on the news and they were talking about other shit. Michael Avenatti was on again. Right. And then, the, and then the uh, wedding happened. Right. And it's a weekend. And it's a Friday and all that. But this and all the all the gun people made all their same arguments three months ago. And all the anti-gun people made all their arguments three months ago. You don't have to go back into the feed that far mm-hmm. to have those conversations again. It wasn't an AR-15. So like the people who beat that drum don't really have anything. And. They don't really have a just a shotgun. They don't have a plan B because <laughs> their whole thing was let's ban AR-15s, ban AR-15s, ban AR-15s. You can have the other guns. Spike Lee movie won the grand prize winner. At Black Klansman. Yeah, Black Klansman. But it's like you can, so you can't say, well, let's ban pistols and shotguns. No one's ready to take that step. Mm-hmm. So they they shut up about it, and so it's like the one guy said we should have less entrances, <laughs> and exits in schools, like so the guy would just hang outside the one exit and mow people down like what does that even mean what about a fire drill Joe Clark tried that and he got in trouble right chaining up the doors chaining up the doors you can't do that that's a fire hazard the fucking Joe guy, the fucking guy said that well they only have they have too many en- exits and entrances yeah I'm like okay well do you understand it's a school how, did you not watch 300 when you funnel somebody <laughs> into a tube you can right. handle them really easily it's a choke point <laughs> did you not watch 300 that's what they want you to do <laughs> Did you not watch 300? You want to get them I only? Get, I can get a lot coming out that door. Wasn't that some kind of thing in Saving Private Ryan as a bridge? They got to come yeah, over it. Yeah, you got to come over that. Yeah. So if we just going to sit and wait. They're going to come over. We're going to yeah, blow it up. We're going to blow this up. Choke point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of classic military maneuvers. The pincer maneuver. Right. <laughs> you know, luring somebody into a choke point and picking them off. Yeah. From up high, coming down. That's essentially what the Las Vegas gunman did. Yeah. He just had sitting ducks. Yeah. They couldn't go anywhere, really. They couldn't go anywhere. You know. So you, the most you can do is get down. Yeah. And and pray. Hope you don't get hit. That's you're kind of boxed in. You got, you're surrounded by people. You can't right. get out of the way. Right. By the way, that's the worst thing. We ain't even heard nothing else about that guy. What, what was his motivations or anything? Did they stop investigating that? They showed the videos. Yeah. The videos came out like a couple of weeks ago. Hotel surveillance videos. Yeah. And you see him coming in and out of the hotel a bunch of times with like one or two bags each time. They tracked his movements, you yeah. know, and you could see him walking in, getting off the elevator, and there's other people on the elevator. He's just got a couple suitcases, and 
then he goes and gambles all night a couple times. He's in Vegas for like a week. And they um they showed like all that video. They didn't they didn't show anything from inside the room. They don't have surveillance cameras in the room, but yet you know, yeah. But they <laughs> showed that too soon. <laughs> so that came out, but there's been no ideas about his motives, uh, other than just, you know, deranged gunmen mm-hmm. who might have gotten more deranged in the months leading up because right. he bought more and more guns. Right. Something right. something changed in his life or his mind, uh, you know, sometime in the months leading up, but doesn't have to be a motive. Mm. Well, this is America. You know? This don't is, need a motive. Yeah, guns in my area. You want to talk about that? Let's finish up talking about that. Um, so many layers. I, so many layers. <laughs> I noticed I was, things. Um, Here's all the things you didn't notice, but I did. I got up on that Sunday. I hate those articles. <laughs> I got up on that Sunday, and um, that was a Saturday after he hosted on Saturday Night Live. He did a good job. I didn't like the opening monologue that much. The opening. Compared to other, I mean, he, he does stand up. Yeah. He just, it should have just been a stand up set. Right. Compared to like, because John Mulaney did stand, stand up. up much anymore. Even That's Schumer did stand up. Right. And Mulaney's set was great. Uh, but usually when a stand up comes on, they're like, they're holding a mic, doing a set, like they're in a club, you know? Right. Like, what's going on out there, everybody? I don't think he does stand up anymore. That's the thing. Not really. No, he kind of only did it for a little while. But he went on tour as Childish Gambino and he would do it like half stand up, half music show mm-hmm. several years ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care for that piece too much. I liked pretty much everything else he did. I really liked the song he sang. I actually liked that song more than This Is America. I don't like This Is America without a video. Yeah, it's kind of, as a song, it's just okay. Yeah, but I like the song he sang a lot. I like that song, Saturday. I think it's yeah. called Saturday. I like that song a lot. Uh, I like the Orange Juice Jones video. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was so funny. I don't know if people got that reference. You have to know the Orange Juice Jones. You have to know that. It was, it was so funny. Uh, I'm I'm not her. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the Barbie thing. That was that was not bad. I really like the therapy with the Migos. I like obviously Friendos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, so I thought he did a great job. I thought he did a great job. Um, as as a host, uh, and then the next that Saturday, that Sunday, Lambert texted me. and was like, "Did you see the This Is America video?" And I was like. There's a video for it. He was like, yeah, he dropped it last night. I said, well, let me look on it. He was like, yeah, I said, fuck, like two times out loud <laughs> in my house. So I said, okay, let me let me uh, watch. And I texted him back. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then at one point, I was just standing over my, like the phone was on the counter. I was just both hands on the counter just staring at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I never seen. I had never seen nothing like that up to that point. Well, it's kind of like a throwback in that sense. Yeah. Because music used to be, more like revolutionary right and it's kind of gotten into this more like just sort of pop right talking about talking about surface shit right and the videos are all surface shit it's a slow motion shot of me getting out of a Lamborghini you know all that and then like you but you harken back to like Public Enemy and you know the groups I grew up with (laughs) the people I like were better Rage Against Machine but yeah Rage Against Machine's videos have all kinds of shit like that they've got words on the screen that you're reading you forgot your song is even playing like the video for Freedom tells you the whole story about Leonard Peltier and getting captured and all that stuff and so all these images flying by you're like what does that mean you know back before you could just pause it Public Enemy by the time I get to Arizona Chuck D wires the governor's car with a bomb and blows him up. Right. That was a single. Yeah. <laughs> that was released. <laughs> the video got banned, I think, eventually. But like that was 
<laughs> not abnormal to have right. that, like the the sort of over the top right. message. Wasn't that many video. Cut groups doing it? No, not that many. Yeah. But that was the thing is that was the mainstream yeah, was for the a norm. while, and so, stopped being the norm. So just being yeah, a, we kind of got more into like the like like the. 80s pop music yeah. direction. Well, we've been everything. talking about how, you know, dad, what they call dad rap is actually just grown up people rapping. Right. So there's more depth of thought because grown up people are more interesting than children. They just yeah. are. But younger people are more willing to make the big, bold, rebellious video. Right, right. You know, and so they're needed in this. Right. And, right. and or the old people have to tap into their inner. Right. Swinging dick, twenty-five-year-old guy, and, remember and so that. like I'm gonna fucking shock the world, you right. know. And guys like Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, are still kind of in that. I'm gonna, I'm proving something. Right, I'm right. proving myself right now. Right. So I'm gonna make a bold statement. Right. And as and people get older, where he doesn't explain anything. No, he's refusing to, which is so. which is good, which is the way it should be. And you you make of it what you want. It's it's yeah. up to you to interpret it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you misread it, you misread it. Yeah. You know and. That's kind of what bit Chappelle is. Someone laughed for the wrong reason, basically, on right. one of his bits. But that's kind of, you're just stuck with that. You yeah. put it out there, and so you shouldn't engage beyond that. Maybe you right. do, so maybe you explain it at some well, point. Well, Chappelle talks about it, and other things. You can see how he's much more comfortable now. He's yeah. extremely, he's, I say extremely comfortable. He just, he had a lot of other Fame pressures. doesn't bother him. It wasn't just it a guy laughing. Being that famous was, doesn't bother him. That was the being, last straw. Being industry doesn't. Being Dave Chappelle doesn't bother him. It yeah. did before. It doesn't now. It doesn't seem like being Donald Glover bothers Donald Glover. It doesn't seem no. like I didn't talk about it. So it doesn't seem like it does. I. It. It's when you go back and you listen to the, to the explanations of like the minstrel, the minstrel show faces and the and the yeah. st- and the stances, you know, and the guns and the, the like. I saw the horse go by in the back, I saw but that. I didn't know why. Yeah. I was like, "What is that?" Why I saw the person there? falling from the ledge. I was like, "Why is the person falling from the ledge?" Yeah, I was like, "What? What is this? What What's happening?" Yeah. you know, like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's the it's the death on a pale horse." Oh yeah, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. but it wasn't. Somebody had to explain it because I was like, "I would. I'm, why is there a guy on a horse? Yeah, <laughs> just riding in the back." But I I like the fact that it was. Like he took bold steps and smart. It was trying to be smart, right? Right. Even if sometimes you not you, you fall short. I like the attempt to right. be smart and rebellious. Right. I mean, again, back to the early '90s. KMD had a video for the song "Who Me" with the little Sambo, right, f- figure right. going all right. throughout the video, right. and, and that was before MF Doom. It was yeah. when he was just Zevl of X. Yeah. But it's like that kind of imagery was like, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about the minstrel shit. We're yeah. gonna talk about blackface. Yeah, this is on you on TV raps at yeah. four o'clock in the afternoon. At that age, you know, Fonte had it had an album called The Minstrel Show. Right, <laughs> when he was in Little Brother, too smart. He had a video that was not allowed. Yeah. On the, you know, yeah, on on television. So people have been doing this for years. They just don't get any. They just don't get any any uh, love. But someone has to lead that. So yeah. the pendulum swings. Maybe maybe will swing back. I mean, it's already been swinging back. Kendrick Lamar has been using right. a lot. He's of been out there bold for imagery. Um, this video might spark someone else to say, say I'm going to do that. I'm going to do something like that. And then next thing you know, like there are a couple thought leaders. Chris like, Lamberth is live tweeting oh. Black Panther right now. <laughs> oh, he's, well, he got the DVD, Blu-ray. So there might be something, like back then it was always like Chuck D and KRS-One. Like they were the thought leaders of that sort of, uh, that genre of rap music. But then there were a lot of other people following that lead. And so now what we might be getting is other artists saying, I'm going to follow that lead. I'm going to take bold steps. I'm going to be rebellious. 
and you know even NWA with gangster rap was was being bold and rebellious although they had right. a lot of like misogyny and stuff but they had also fucked the police and they had uncompromising unapologetic songs and videos things that would get banned you know that was always the thing back then if it got banned you just couldn't see it you couldn't just go to YouTube yeah so. I thought it was uh Obviously, it's a. Uh, it says a lot. Yeah. It has a lot to say. It is America, you know. And then this white chick comes out. With actually, the, uh, with the actually video, let's talk about women. But I'm Nicole like, Arbor. I'm like, to me, is I'm at Canadian the point. Anyway. I'm at the point now where I don't feel upset at these people. I pity them. Yeah. They're, you're never going to be us, and that must drive them crazy. She's that, trying to get attention. They're never. They're not. A cl- not as clever as us. They're not as smart as us. They don't have. They don't have our stilo. And they just try to fight. That's all these videos of people playing acoustic guitar and singing. You're yeah. simply proving, Kendrick, you're proving Kendrick, you're proving Childish Gambino's point. Right. <laughs> that you take and take and take and take and take, but you don't mind the, the, the killing. Right. You don't mind it at all. You don't speak out about that stuff. She can't come up with anything even remotely as original and as creative and as powerful as what he come what he can come up with. Right. So she's to be pitied. <laughs> she's to be pitied. I'm not saying don't shit on her. <laughs> shit right. on her if you want. But I'll be damned if I'm gonna waste my anger on that on this bitch. Well she's a troll. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste my so, anger on her. Trolls are sort of asking to be shit on. They're trying yeah. to bait you to shit on them. If you want to shit on her, that's fine, but I'm so, not gonna waste my anger in the process of it. I pity her. Yeah. You'll never be you'll never be as clever as us. Never. Yeah, her video was all over the place. It was a mess. Yeah, you'll never be as clever as us. For some fact, you can't even think the shit up on your own. Right. You can't even think. You can't even think the shit up. And she was, and her delivery was off. Like even yeah. just from a rapping level, it was yeah, terrible. Everything is bad. So fuck you. She's I a, don't. I'm not gonna waste my anger on you. Yeah. You're not worthy of it. Yeah. And you're definitely not worthy of this man's video. And you're proving his point. Yeah. You know, I think it's a great video. I think the guy is just. You know, with the work he does in Atlanta, the work he's now doing with Lando Calrissian, they're giving him a, they're already, even before the movie's coming out, they're going to give him a solo movie. Right. Lando Calrissian's getting a solo movie now. He's probably going to be the highlight of the Han Solo movie. Him well, and Chewbacca probably. Who's playing Han Solo? I don't even know that guy. I don't know name. the kid. Yeah. We know Donald Glover. He looks just like fucking. Does he really? <laughs> Billy D. Williams, yeah. In the movie? Just, he looks like a young Billy D. Williams. Yeah. You know, and they'll probably. It'd be him and Chewbacca will probably be the highlights of the and one of the droids. I bet you one of the droids will be. Yeah. The three of them will be the highlights. You know, and other than that, you know, the guy is I was kind of ambivalent about him for a long time. Yeah. And then Atlanta came out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> dove into Atlanta. Yeah. You gotta start um, you gotta go all the way back to season one. I always thought as a rapper, like he's got talent like he can rap. He's got a talent I for that. I just thought he sounded like he sounded too much like music I don't listen to. Yeah, I didn't really I thought he was he was a bit of a like a try hard Drake kind of guy. And I right. uh, wasn't really into that. And uh but I I mean he obviously he has a way with words. Like he can rap. Right. It's funny because on this song it's not like he's he's doing some kind of over the top crazy flow or anything. It's not about right. that. It's not like uh, like Kendrick would probably pack in a thousand words into that song, right, you right. Know, which Childish Gambino didn't do on This Is America, right? Which he's capable of doing, and you know maybe he's growing up and getting you know. Well, I like the fact that he the doesn't. I was and, listening to uh, Tanasi Coast, my good friend Ta, Ta. on um, Mark Maron's podcast again, and Maron was saying how. 
they both had that thing of, you know, people go at, at Coates and ask him, what did you mean and what does this mean and what does this mean and what does this mean? And he was like, and Marin was like, because you get that with jokes that people, right? you write these things and people go asking and Marin was like, yeah, at some point you just want to tell him, look, if you just read the thing, did you, yeah. well, did you read the thing? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like that with jokes. Well, did you listen to the joke? Yeah. Well, then why are you asking me to, to explain it to you? That's exactly how I feel with with him in, in these videos, even as complex as they are, yeah, fucking go figure it out. I, I put it right there for you. Right. Just go. And if you don't get it 100%, get it, then, you know, apply it to something else and just. Right. Who cares? I mean, there's, back to Bob Dylan days, there's interviews with musicians going, uh, it's whatever you want it to mean. Whatever you want it to mean. It doesn't. I know what it means to me. Yeah. It's it's whatever you want. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, same thing. It's whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. It's whatever. It's just the, my lyrics are my lyrics. You can analyze them if you want. Yeah. John Lennon, all of them. You know, what does this mean? Uh, it's, it was not nonsense. It was nonsense. How about that? Like yeah. sometimes that's what that people in that era would do. Lennon, it was just nonsense lyrics. Yeah, I'm the Walrus is nonsensical lyrics. Yeah, yeah. We all live in a yellow submarine. Not trying to make any sense. And we'll of anything. let Ringo sing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean anything. How about that? How about how about it doesn't mean anything? We all live in a yellow submarine. What does that mean? These were really high. <laughs> yeah, when we wrote the song. There's nothing else than that. We let Ringo sing. You know, shout out to uh, uh, who used to do that joke. Bill Hicks had a Bill Hicks, yeah. Shout out to Bill Hicks. They were really high. They had to pull Ringo down off, off the, the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look at him scooch. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you've got this era now where, you know, you got Beyonce, you've got uh, Kendrick, you've got, I mean, I, I probably can't name all the people who are doing it, but, you know, maybe Charles Gambino. That one. Ushering in possibly something new where people can be more open and free to explore you know, messages. Remember, songs had messages. And right. for a while, they didn't. And uh, now maybe that's kind of uh, starting with a few years ago, really, three, four, or five years ago, becoming more of the trend. I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I like, that's what I like in music. Here's what I noticed that somebody rebellion. pointed out that um, interestingly, as they've gotten older, they've become more black. Everybody's become more black, yeah, including Childish Gambino, <laughs> well, <laughs> including Beyonce, including Jay Z. They, it's yeah. like they've walked into blackness, as opposed to uh, Kanye, yeah, who wants to be the contrarian. But here's the problem with that: is that Kanye's out of his mind. Well, that gets him the most attention, and that's always his his god is attention, right? And he's out of his mind, yeah. So he's not right, right? But everybody else has just embraced. And really, really embraced up to and including the young lady who married Meghan Markle, who married Prince Andrew. She Prince brought Harry. in the Prince Harry. Excuse yeah. me. She brought in the blackest right. preacher. That's her doing. And didn't flinch. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Flinch face it. Yeah, and I'm gonna have a black choir sing. Yeah, and they're gonna sing me out. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna sing out a black hymn. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna have a a black cellist. Right come in and i remember i was listening when they said uh the the cellist is playing and they're like uh and he doesn't even look nervous at all and i'm like it's just another <laughs> gig to him jesus what do you right. think he approached it like uh, like a gig like this is a gig I'm gonna and now the famu marching band why would That's... i be nervous if they, beyonce was there <laughs> right <laughs> Well, and that's the thing about like becoming more black later. People grow up slower now. Right. 
It's just the way back, you know, 20, 30 right. years ago, people were a little more mature at age 20 than they are now right. at age 20. And Chuck D was older than most rappers. Right. He, he thought he was too old to be a rapper when right. he became a rapper. He was like, I'm just I'm working at a radio station. I, I don't think this is going to work. So now you're looking at people who, it's, Beyonce was famous as a teenager. Right. Donald Glover, early 20s, right. probably was famous. And didn't know uh, anything about anything. Jay-Z was... Now she knows something about something yeah. and she wants to talk about these things. And so you're looking at people who maybe had they grown up in a different era would have matured at a younger yeah. age because that's just how society yeah. also, there was a, Also, there was a machine there when they were young to yeah. drop them into. Right. This is the machine you're doing. Right. You know, this is the thing you're doing. Don't Why do the wrong have, things. Don't say no control. Yeah, she got songwriter credits. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't write the bills, bills, bills and all that. She didn't write any of them songs. She got right. credits. Because her father strong-armed the, <laughs> yeah. the people who do that sort of yeah. thing. Good uh, for him because she got a lot of money Yeah, she got that. money. You know, and that's his job as her manager to make sure that she gets paid. But um, you're not, you're not talking about – I shouldn't say talking about stuff. You're just doing – you're maturing, I guess we'll right. say. I mean, look, look. It took took Ferguson for me to really start examining things around me, respectability, politics, right, religion, our place, and my. For me, it was. I don't even remember how long ago Ferguson was now. <sighs> what year but was I that? Know you can watch. You can watch the development. Fourteen <laughs> through my timeline. You can you can do that. Was that twenty fourteen? <laughs> you know. What year was Ferguson? I don't even remember. All right, I'm gonna have to look it up. At this point, I know I was working. No, that was because Baltimore happened about a year later, didn't it? Uh, first Ferguson happened, then Baltimore happened. Yeah, Ferguson was the one. For a while, it was all by itself. Right. You know. And then I was in Baltimore. August ninth, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Was when Michael Brown died, eighteen years old. So, then, like shortly after that, is when other things started kind of snowballing. Right. Right, and that was it. Was for me, it was having a disagreement with another black person that made me really start to examine things, and then really start to. And what year was that? Twenty fourteen. Yep. Almost yeah. four years ago, August. Yes, I was forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it took to that, and I was already starting to cast off respectability politics. I, I was already didn't agree with that. Yeah, but I grew up with a lot of that. Grew up in that. Hey, have your hair this way. Talk this way. Don't, right. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't say this. Don't say that. And you know, it took them to this point, and they could have stayed safe. Yeah, the I mean, but you get a little clout. You're like, well, I'm gonna at uh, some point do what I want. About, I want to talk about this. Eric Garner was July 17th, 2014. Mm -hmm. So oh, a couple yeah. weeks Always before Mike happening. Brown. So that was maybe the the first one. The first one in kind of this era, and then Mike Brown was right after that. And then what? Jordan Crawford was right after that too, mm -hmm. in a Walmart. Was that also 2014? Tamir Rice wasn't long after that. Yeah. And all this stuff was happening. And um, just that that guy saying that sharpness shouldn't be there, the sharpness is causing all the trouble. And this was a black man saying this. That really irked me. Right. <laughs> it really irked me. Jordan Crawford, August 5th, 2014. Right. Four days before Mike Brown. John Crawford, not Jordan Crawford. Yeah. Jordan Crawford, I think, is a basketball player. 
think he played for the Wizards at some point. But anyway, John Crawford. Yeah, that was a that was all summer of 2014. Mm-hmm. And then for me, with the town of Ferguson, what would make a whole community rise up like that? Well, let's investigate that, and then you find out that they're being used as a revenue source. Right. You know, gotta keep the dogs in, in specifically as a revenue source, and then Baltimore happens, and then you see, oh, the exact same thing is happening in Baltimore. Freddie Gray, and then listening to people complain about how these people are wrong for standing up against this, and how could they destroy their own neighborhoods? I'm like, well, that's because they don't think it's their own neighborhood, you jackass. Yeah, that's you don't see that, and then those are the things that kind of, and then which led me to the things I've talked about on this podcast at length, the color of law and stuff like that. that oh, all this is by design. Right. Holy fuck. You know, or or the fact that black people have no wealth as a community. Yeah, because we were locked out of buying homes. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> it wasn't about the how low the pants were hanging. No, it was about the systematic locking out by the systematically done by the US government. <laughs> systematically. Tamir Rice, November of twenty fourteen. Right. Freddie Gray, April twenty fifteen. All this started happening. You know, and it's made me lose friendships. What I do air quotes <laughs> friendships. People Walter Scott also in. April twenty fifteen. You know, it's put me in positions of places I don't want to work in now. It's just put me in a completely different mindset. Right, and it informs everything about what I do. And you know, it's I, never far away. I've thought about this from a comedic perspective. Like the pendulum swings back to more serious minded yeah. topics. Yeah, which I'm like, well, that bodes well because yeah. that's kind of what I've done. But I guarantee there's going to be some fucking, uh, a bunch of 26-year-olds who the industry decides is going to be the serious comics. Right. And they're going to be like a watered-down version. Right. They're going to be weak. You know, as much as I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what people are going to want. They're going to, it's going to be commodified. Right. Of course it is. It has to be. And there's going to be like the the It's already started. That's why, um, who's a sleepy-eyed black kid with the bad specials? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) which one is Uh, that? The kid who got a show canceled that David Ongar was on. Oh, uh, uh, everybody likes. Um, why, why am I drawing a blank on his See, name? You're drawing a blank on his name too. Oh, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. But he's a thoughtful guy. He's thoughtful. He's, he's going to mature. He's going to continue to mature. He's a smart dude. Yeah, he's thoughtful. But right now, he's young and he's safe, and he's he pushes up to the line. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I don't think he has a problem crossing it though. Which is what they want. I don't think he has a problem. You know, I hope not crossing it. Uh, he's also a young dude though. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I, I wonder if it'll be commodified and turned into a way to make dollars at some point. Like, hey, this is our, this is revolutionary. And it's just some person going, you know, making some safe statement, mm-hmm. basically. But racism yeah, is bad. Yeah, I said it. Racism is bad, right, guys? We all feel good. Yeah, you I know, said it. Let's talk about the real shit. Yeah, I said it. Talk about the real shit. Did you say it? <laughs> right, we're like an hour 50. Yeah. Well, hour 54. Freeloaders, y'all got some today. Listen, we're bringing this home. I want to thank you guys for coming in. Yeah, I said it. Thank you guys for coming in. Hope you enjoyed <laughs> Tell the truth podcast. up here. Uh, enjoy this truth. <laughs> enjoy. It was long. Listen, we got nothing else for you. We are done. Uh, just the two of us. Uh, thanks to no one. Thanks to us. Yeah. That maybe next week we'll have a guest who will tell us all about their tales. Thanks to God for giving us this talent. <laughs> <laughs> all glory goes to all God. All glory. Without God, nothing is possible. Nothing is possible. Uh, including our failures. There you go. <laughs> Wait, he made our failures possible? What? Yeah, fuck you, God. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, man, as always. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And that's just, just the two of and us. And nobody else. Nobody else. 
with three guys on. We're out.